There we go. All right. <laughs> Trying all of these new technology tech things I'm learning. So this is coming out of Sapphire Lesson 1. We had a Bible story in it. I don't know. Did everyone get to read it? It is the Job story with the three friends. I'm trying to get back to it. Um, so it's really it's Sapphire? Yes. In the book Sapphire, this is what it looks like. It's Lesson 1, and it's the Bible story. The Bible's okay. three is Job's three friends share his anguish. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Um, their names were the three names, <laughs> those three guys' names. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. Um, and that's coming out of Job 2, 11 and 13. So that's not the whole story. We do know the story of Job where it was just one thing after another after another. And he lost his family, lost everything. Um, but these uh -huh. three people came who were friends. Um, and I wanted to talk about that. And I know like a couple of us have already admitted that we don't have three good friends that we <laughs> would probably show. We have family that will show, but that's out of like merely obligation. But to have that friend or three, Job was blessed to have three um, friends come travel and they came and they sat and they were quiet. Uh, I always kind of think about it over and over that type of grief where we talked about grief before and there's no words you can say to me or to say to someone that's just that comforting. So to say nothing at all, how do we feel about when we're going through our grief, when we have a grief and these friends, do you have friends that show? What Have you been the friend that has showed up during grief? Well, I can speak... Um witnessing my dad having those friends that showed for him when it came to processing uh, what happened for our family. They came from all over the place just to sit with him first and let him have his space and then be with him as he went through the process, which was really nice to see. Okay. Um, and then with processing what happened over December for myself, I called my friend, the one that I've kind of been like, she's not been there for me like to show up for me mm -hmm. um, but in the moment when I knew I didn't want to go back to the house to experience what I knew was coming by myself she opened her home to me and my sister so that we could come over and just have that space um, and try to process it and then that way we could get up and do what we needed to do to get back ready to get home so, nice so that's a friend have you had to ever be that friend Kind of, uh, but not for like some of the same intensities, more so like they're just going through an emotional moment and they just need that. Um, I have been that friend for that friend that opened her home uh, when her husband went on deployment. She was okay. just going through a lot, um, but she was also changing meds. So it was both mental and emotional going on. Um, and one day she just needed to vent. And so that was a space that I was able to provide for her. And then she was right. okay to kind of get back on track. Nice. Alex, what do you, what about you? How have you had to deal with grief or witness someone's grief and be there for them? Um, yeah, I've been the person, uh, for people, um, 
a, a couple of times. Um, the main one that sticks out in my brain um, was it was late at night and it was around Christmas time. My best friend, actually Javante. Um, okay. yeah, He's on and, later. We get to meet him. We get to see yeah. him later. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his um, it was around, it was around the holidays, I think. And it was late at night and his uncle hadn't been doing well. His great uncle, um, which is, mm-hmm. was kind of like his grandfather figure. Um, and you know, Virginia Beach is not like right around the corner necessarily from where he lives, but oh, I know. Moment, yeah, the moment that he told me that, you know, I got a text that just said he's gone. And I mm-hmm. automatically like got in the car and just drove all the way and met them at the hospital. Um, because they were they were really close to me because I had just lost like um my grandmother. And so, you know, um, they were kind of like, I don't know if it's like a weird phrase to say, but like replacement grandparents in a way, like they were like, you know, and so, so I care deeply, you know, for them too. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've had to be like the person to kind of carry people through their grief. Um, How is that? How is that for you? I know for me, it's difficult because no matter what happens for the, the other person that I'm supposed to be there for, I still get into my own personal memory of when I took a loss when I and I have to remember it's not about you it's not about you and give them that energy like you can't come in and I'm falling apart more than they're falling apart (laughs) so you 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 have to how are you built or prepared can you be prepared for such a time as that um I think you can get prepared in the moment but like to just be like ready um I feel like that's impossible yeah you I know? Don't think, yeah I agree I agree I don't like the phone call at any time of the night um I definitely don't like the text messages thanks to technology uh so I definitely am not with that um but when it comes it's a it's always like a punch in the stomach. It just uh-huh. immediately, whether it's something that's directly for me, either way it's direct. Because uh-huh. when I have a friend, that's direct for me. It's, if it's uh-huh. his mom or her dad or anything, it's like, that's our, we, ju- we uh-huh. just, we lost. Right. So, you know, and it doesn't get into detail and, you know, we don't get to see how, Job's friends felt what they thought. We kind of get an idea that they traveled, they were there. So traveling, one, if I'm traveling. Now, Sierra, you know where my house is. Javante yes. um, lives not too far from John, uh, maybe a block away, correct? So you're talking a distance. Alex is closer to me. So you're talking a good distance, whatever time of day it is. You know, it could be traffic. It, this is a travel. So now I have to travel. I'm exhausted. I got stuff that was going on 24 hours prior to this call Mm -hmm. that I now have to put on the back burner, not out of obligation because I need to, you know, and from the moment I see this text or the moment I get this call, I have to enter into prayer. Mm -hmm. I have to say, God, put me behind and put you forward. Because I need to know exactly what to say, if to say anything. Uh-huh. What do you say? I can't say I know how you feel, yet I'm going home to my family. 
you know, I don't want to say anything if I don't need to. Like, what have we found comfort in, in, in any words of comfort to give to a friend? What, I, I know, Sierra, you take them back to back these, you know, last couple ones. Has, is there anything anyone can say to you that you felt she's shaking her head like you could end that question? Like, no. friend, like she tried. And when my grandma passed, my cousin you get tried. any credit for trying. I, I they, mean, they get credit for trying. I just it just doesn't help because your mind is already going places. And mm-hmm. the, the talk is meant to help bring you out of that space. But it more so takes time for you to process what you're feeling because you don't know how to feel like you're just going through it and you just need like I said for my dad it was really nice to see people just there like they just handed him a drink sat with him let him feel let him talk asked him a few questions if they needed to and then when it was time for his emotions to like for him to climb out then they were like okay let's go do something let's go get physical let's go to the store let's you know stuff like that I think does more than in the moment saying something because you can always come back later and have that conversation but when it happens and when it's fresh it's easier to just hold them let them cry let them feel it let them be angry and don't try not to take it personal because they're just mad at the world Mm -hmm. um but like the friend that opened up her home she just kept trying to talk to me and it was not helping it was making me frustrated because I was already (laughs) angry and I was already frustrated and I was frustrated with God and I was just like you're not helping and I was like I'm not trying to snap at you I just need a minute let me just have this moment right now and then I can hear you because I can't hear you over what's happening right um and then you made a good point with that you made a great point and I want to touch that the frustration with God Hmm. It was, it's been back to back for my family. <laughs> like it's been a long three years and it's been a long 12 months almost. Well, Alex doesn't know the story. Month. You mind sharing your story a, a brief? So in 2019, my grandma passed. She woke up, she went to shower, she laid back down. That hit me hard. It took me until winter of 2021 to get out of my grief. She passed in 2019. I finally was telling my friends in December 2021, like, I'm finally not depressed anymore. I'm not grieving anymore. I don't have any sad days anymore. Like, it's past me. And then February of last year, my mother didn't wake up the next morning. So I almost spiraled back. I finally climbed out of that. And then December 15th of just last December, my aunt, her sister passed. So my granddad has watched his entire family die in less than three years all of them passed in their sleep, all of them completely unexpected, all of them in their own ways. My grandma would never want to be seen unclean. So she took her shower, went back to bed. My mother (laughs) died in comfort. My aunt, she went out the way she lived her life. She had like a car crash. Um, She was in the hospital. She didn't want anyone to see her that way. And she passed in her sleep where nobody could come see her in that state. So um, I've had a lot to process and it's been hard um and I'm grateful for my friends and I recognize sometimes it's still my grief that's affecting me and how I perceive them um because everybody has their own thing going on uh but when you're in grief you're kind of stuck in your own space and stuck in your own head because all you're trying to do is push past it and it's really hard to think about how to live every day and you have to function with this pain that's like it never goes away Mm. Yeah, I, the fresh, the frustration with God. Can we, can we get to that? Alex, yeah. I cut you off. What were you about to say? No, I was gonna say I get that. Um, like the, 
the um the back to backs because 2020 was all of that for me. Um mm. in the beginning it started on Valentine's Day and I feel like it just ran through the whole year. Um we lost my baby cousin. She was probably like about two or three years old in February um, of 2020. And then it was just like, we just started to kind of like lose people back to back. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. um, like our, like our, like my, like our spiritual leaders, like my Bishop and his, um, and his wife, which were more like grandparents for everyone in our jurisdiction. Um, you know, we were really close to them. And then, um, different family members. And then May of 2020, I, that's when I lost my grandma. So, and I was super close, like live on the same Mm -hmm. street as her and everything. And it was so crazy because I had the last two days before that I had been spending like all day with her. Um, Mm -hmm. and my cousin was walking me back home because I live on the same street as her. My cousin was walking me back home and oh, that's Javante calling me right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he was walking me back home and I was like man I kind of want to stay the night and I was like and he was like just stay the night and I was like but I got to go to work in the morning Mm -hmm. and I kind of wish I had you know stayed the night so that kind of plays in my head that guilt of like maybe there was something I could have done because (laughs) you know at, at my job I had just finished um like redoing my CPR and first aid. And I was like maybe I should have been there and all that kind of stuff. And then we got a call. I was getting ready to get up for work and um my mom like is trying to get me up and she's like running down the the street and it's this whole thing so I I definitely understand this still trying to work through your your grief and say anything anybody can say to you that was like oh thank you for that type of nope yeah see and I agree I agree but was their presence though like was that the fact that they were there did that help I I yes I could um I could definitely um appreciate people who showed up and just stayed with me yes like I think this is such a great story and we miss that concept we're like Oh, okay, friends, they didn't bring anything. You know, I, I have witnessed, um, like my mom, she will send paper goods to the house, like paper plates, paper towels, you know, napkins. Usually if it's clo- if it's local and she's in New York, she'll send it to me and I'll take it over there. But I always find a corner to kind of sit and watch. Like I'm here if you need me. Like if you're like, hey, if anybody can go get a bag of ice, I'm here if you need me, but to be in your face, like, oh my God, what happened? When? What they said? Who called you? What happened? And and my condolences, I have watched people come in, like, I'm sorry to hear that. What happened? I'm like, don't do that now. Like, when is that? Don't, don't. And I look at Joe's friends who seven days said nothing. And I'm like, is it that long of a, just give me this. And I think it is. I think it is. I um, The closest to me is my aunt um, that I had lost. This was years ago. And I always felt like as I got through it that, oh, if you weren't the child, the grandchild, you had to be something 
mm-hmm. up there and the, and, the, and the little structure mm-hmm. to for someone to be like, hey, are you okay? So now it's just really like me trying to process grief as an adult. Mm-hmm. As a child, when I lost my uncle, I was a child. So, you know, people are watching, but they're really not, they're focused on the adults. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't get, I haven't had, and thank God, and I guess, you know, when that time comes, when it is strictly like your grieving moments. Because I, I was young when I had my grandparents pass. I didn't really have that much, you know, I was a child, child, little kid. Mm-hmm. But these things are traumatic and I'm listening to your stories. I'm listening to other people's stories. It's rough. The wave is rough. Um, I know it comes in waves. It goes back and forth. And I, it's hard because now, you know, when people are telling me, I'm like, my condolences, like, you know, is, is it time yet? Like, but <laughs> well, I have got to a point where I'm telling people when I see it and I hear it, I'm like, you know, my prayers for comfort for you and your family. Like, and that's it. When I realize that I can tell people that I'm putting God in your mix, whether you are or not, I, I'm praying to God for your comfort. They were kind of like, hmm, thanks. You know, and I kind of got to look, it's different than just, oh, my condolences, what happened? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right, give me a minute, just back off. Let's see, let, let me flow with this. Amazing. How do you determine your friendships as far as who who is going to come? Who do I want here? Or is it just like free game? It doesn't matter if it's you, her, him, them. I don't care who's here. I really don't care who's here. I mean, you kind of care in the moment. Okay. Um, so you are focused mom. on who showed and who didn't. Well, more so you're focused on the type of energy they're going to bring. So like you don't want someone around who's going to make you feel like you can't be open um, and you can't Mm -hmm. be vulnerable, like you're being watched. Like we talked about yesterday, collecting information. Mm -hmm. Um, You more so want to be around someone who's going to actually comfort you or just offer that space for you. There have been times where like with my mom, they asked us, her sister asked if she committed, you know, took herself. And I'm like, why would she? Like this woman, if she was sad about her mom passing, but she still wouldn't do that. And for you right. to ask me that means that I don't feel comfortable telling you anything else mm. now because that's your first thought. So I did not feel comfortable around her, being vulnerable around her about it. And so I would ch- I chose, I'm trying to remember who I chose. Oh, our, her church family with okay. people that we could be more comfortable around just because they were just there they were there from um wow. give or take eight o'clock to two in the morning to help us finish the obituary they were helping us try to get through the pictures try to get through everything they were there with us mm-hmm. asking no questions unless it needed to be asked just being present and that's really what we needed and that's that's what helped the most just pushing through it until we could be okay enough to be by ourselves I will, I will say, I will say something about the church families. I applaud that because Alex will tell you church folks take a beating (laughs) whether they do the right thing, the wrong thing or in between. Okay. So I applaud that church for stepping up and being there. Um, It's rough. 
Because when it comes down to what time did the pastor show, who did, what ministers came, what person came, who showed, who stayed, how, you don't do this about the aunt who got to travel, who says she's not coming till six days later. You're not concerned. What did the church do? The church is always like, what did they do? What did they say? What, you know, so the fact that they stepped up, they did their part. I applaud that because at the end of the day, the people who attend the church are human. And we've let that go. But your frustration with God, let's go ahead and get into that. I, I'm curious, what, what, keeping it G-rated, <laughs> what was the scream? What was the cry to God? I know for me, I don't remember. I, I know I didn't call on him for comfort. I know I was mad. I know that you were a miracle worker and you could have done that at least, you know, it was so many mixed emotions and hurt. Um, and I'm healed today. You know, it's just like, it, it takes a minute for you to really get to a point to say, and I heard people telling me, like, just trust God. I'm like, trust God to kill my aunt? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and yeah. I'm angry, I'm bitter. And I'm like, God, I'm thankful because if I would have died at that moment, I know where my final destination was. Like, I was hot. I was hot. Yeah. I was, I, I didn't, I wasn't, everybody was like, look, don't talk like that. Don't sit. You know, the older, I actually uh, had. And my I was just like, oh my God, get it together. <laughs> so what was it, what was it for you? Your frustration with God, what didn't you understand? What did you, what did you need him to show you or see at this moment? So with earlier, Alex had mentioned how she wanted to she felt like she could have done something to help stop the situation. Um, for my aunt, that was one of the things that I went through because she didn't want us to come see her. And then I felt something was off. Like the day she had her accident was the day stuff started to spiritually not set right for me. I like to eat. All of a sudden, I didn't want to eat anything. All of a sudden, I was always feeling sick. I had like weird headaches going on. Um, like the Tuesday, was it Tuesday before she passed or Monday or whatever, like two days before she passed, I felt like somebody sucker punched me in my gut. And I was like, I need to go see her. I can't not go see her. Like, this is really disturbing me that she doesn't want us to see her. Like we need to go down there, be with her because right now she's in a space by herself around people who she doesn't know. And we don't know where her mental state's at because of the conditions and situation. So, um, I went through a lot of processing that I was angry with her for a minute because of that. Um, Because even though I understand there's something that I came to understand was that there was nothing I could do to change the situation. And even if I could, why would I want to? Um, My grandmother went through three bouts where we thought she was going to pass before she actually passed. And when she was, um, she was basically preparing for her time to go when it was her time. Uh, but she, her health was getting better. She just got a pacemaker so her heart could be, you know, regulated. Um, and the pacemaker didn't go off when her heart stopped pumping and all that. So I was angry at that, not at God necessarily, but more at like you, she knew that that device was going to be the end of her time. Right. Um, and when it came, she just was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to do X, Y, and Z. But 
I like ask God like all these times she went septic one time on my birthday and we thought we were going to lose her and that was a very hard time she had diabetic shock one time where she took her insulin and then my granddad didn't come home for like four hours so he comes home and she's non-responsive well where were you for the four hours like that could have been her life on waiting for you for food you know he didn't take her then he took her at a time when everybody was finally like your health is getting better you're doing what you need to do to improve your health life past life decisions doesn't matter like you're doing what you need to do now to get better and now you're taken from us and it's my biggest thing has been I felt like these opportunities were stolen from me I was finally understanding my aunt for who she is past her flaws and past how she treated our mom and that opportunity was taken and we definitely know that God is not the author of steal, kill, and destroy. So to steal great memories, to steal joy, to steal that sense of peace is not of God. That's not what he would do. So definitely no. Yeah. And and it's it's rough because I look at my life now. I'm like, dad, I really wish my aunt could see me. Like she would enjoy this. Right. You know, and we think of those things and we have to get to a point where we're like, they do know they are proud, you know, where we have to rewrite the narrative. But it takes it feels like it just took so long. To heal, I was like, man, I'd rather would have fell off a bicycle right? <laughs> than I have to deal with this at this time. And we know the scriptures and stuff. And it just was like, I know it's inevitable. Like I knew she was sick and I knew, you know, all these things, you know, and it still does not matter until you get that call or that moment of a text, your whole, everything just shakes. And I'm like, I, it took me a minute. Even when they said it, I was like, I don't get it. I don't, what do you, what is, what does that mean? And they're looking at me like, you don't know, like <laughs> what death is. I'm like, nah, like you're saying my aunt my aunt like I don't I couldn't and mm-hmm. I understand then when they were talking about their stages there's the now there's I'm like I, I, it's too much yeah. <laughs> you know do you need a grief counselor I'm like no like I, what does it mean I just nothing and I, I look at Joe's story and I'm listening like we're talking about a death even the ones that come back to back but his story for him to even sit for seven days and not curse God and to still sit and trust. And we, I mean, not today, but there have been days that I have hit my little pinky toe and been like, <laughs> said some things and I'm like, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I, like Job was so dope and we don't really realize how special he was, but in addition, his friends. There was no judgment. You should have known. You were, I mean, I've heard people say things and I'm like, I would punch you in your face if you said that to me. <laughs> and be like, God, forgive me for doing this. Like, let me know if you want me to hit her. Because everyone should read this. Just be silent. Pray. Who is there someone in your family during those times who is that spiritual leader today? Like if something happens, when it happens, they're on top of it, we know who to call, they're gonna pray for us, and we have that 
spiritual connection here, energy person, or are you that person? (laughs) Crazily enough, um, on each side, it's my parents. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's a lot for them. How do they feel about it? Well, my well, my parents are also passionate first lady, so they're kind of like it's their life. Yeah, Yeah, it's what they do. Um, And I, um, I'm I've been privy to a lot of times where people are at their wits' end, or something crazy has just happened, and somebody calls them and it doesn't matter what they're doing. They go straight into praying and try to, you know, do whatever they can. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say my mother, um, she gets a lot of phone calls. I get, she calls me right after and I have another, I have a couple of family members who are ministers, um, reverends, um, pastors. So they get those calls too, but there are members in the family that who have passed that they aren't even together sometimes where I know we've missed conversations and I don't know how or who is that person like were they an organ donor or you know did they did you want a special outfit I'm like I can't (laughs) is the person seriously gone like is are you guys still pranking me like I'm still there (laughs) I'm not mentally thinking about I just can't. And I, I, I have to get it together because there's going to be, especially the lifestyle that I'm trying to get in, meeting more people. The more people you know, inevitably, one day. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, is, it is rough for you to kind of realize, am I supposed to say something? Am I not supposed to say something? Mm-hmm. And what do I say? Am I just supposed to be there? Like I said, Alex is definitely one. She's, a, she's in the church. She knows her parents are super dope. Do can we ask people? They would be bad because her parents didn't pay their own electric bill. Like, you know, people hit the church for anything. I asked the church to pay my bills. Okay. Like <laughs> your bills. And if they paid everybody bills, they couldn't pay their own. Like the church gets hit for anything. If it rains more than two days in a row, it is the church fault for some reason. Like I didn't know it ran that deep. <laughs> yeah, Alex, you have to, if you're in, the, in certain positions you get, you get to observe and you get to hear. I've always mm-hmm. been in a position for like admin and, you know, always, maybe my fault. I've always been the one that heard the gossip. Like, <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking back, like listening to scripture, like listening to that more, like, because that's a forgive me, Jesus. Like, <laughs> People are always, people support their pastors. They pray for them, they don't. But do they have attitudes and they're mad because they don't understand, they don't know, they feel that the church is way up there and should be doing more? Yes. But they don't understand this church is still middle class financially, just like you, or some church is struggling with poverty. Like, yeah, they got a home, but that's the pastor's home. You know, they still got to take care of the church building. And now you're mad because my kid needed prayer and there was nobody around. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, they don't. When we get to grace and mercy in our lessons, I, that is my question. Do you give grace and mercy to your pastors? 
to your spiritual leaders. Um, honestly, and you know, and it would be dope, Alex definitely have seen both where uh, mm -hmm. even in the movie that we are working on, you know, Miss Myra is doing what she's doing, but she has done so much more for people. And when this word gets out, everyone hates her. How? You guys don't offer me grace and mercy. I prayed for your kid. I got a counseling center. I'm doing the most. Mm -hmm. And it's grace and mercy for people, not all people, but it is like a light switch, just like love. I can turn it on. You make me mad. Guess what? I'm going to shut it off. That's not how that works. And when we're trying to follow God and imitate Jesus, like I am not going to say, unfortunately, but that grace and mercy thing, you got to keep on <laughs> and you got to show it to you. You, you got to share it with yourself. So, you know, these stories of grief and honestly, um, the real deal feelings behind it is other people are going through. And I wanted us to be able to share that, like, it's okay. It's okay to be angry. It's, it's never okay to curse God, but we do. We, we, we don't understand. We're questioning, we're crying, and we're saying inappropriate things to people who shouldn't have said what they said to us. But it's a hurt that I just cannot explain to anybody. I don't, I can't shake it. I don't know how to tell someone when someone says like, hey, so-and-so died and I can tell, oh, you'll get over in two years or, you know, you'll get past then in 30 days. I had days. a supervisor try to talk to me like that. And then when her oh, granddad passed, she was like, you, my granddaddy just passed. You don't see me crying. I said, excuse me? This lady's in her 30s. And it was this within like six months of when my grandma had passed. And that was my first family loss that I had had since elementary school. Yeah. And that's how she was talking. And I'm like, you, okay. <laughs> I'm not here for you. I'm here because I work for her dad and that's right. another location, but I'm not here for you. And I don't want to hear anything else you have to say. People are rough. They don't, they don't know. Um, the ugly way of saying is they don't know how to act. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. They don't it's know how to, to act. Forgive them. And I think that so many um, messages I have heard delivered through the pulpit have been about Job's loss and how God restored. Mm -hmm. And that has always been, and it's so comforting because to know that we can go through grief and God will restore and he will be there. He will help heal and he will comfort. He'll take us to, through these steps. Um, and we have to trust him for that. But we never really got to the issue of the friends. And just to say, when people question, like, how do I be a good friend? In silence. So, uh, you could be my silent friend and you could just show up sometimes without saying a word. And I can do the same. There's sometimes I'd be like, well, I don't know what to say. Like, you know, just say nothing. And it's okay to say that too, by the way. Like, yeah. that's just with anything. Like, if anybody doesn't know something, they just say, I'm not sure. I can either find out or I'm not sure how to find out. I don't know how to help you with that. But So I it would have been okay if I would have said like, you know, I know you took a loss. Like, I don't have any words, but I'm here. Yes. Yes. That's all that you need. That's literally Sometimes all that you need. That's the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So we're getting to a phrase of understanding of just, you know. It's hey, okay to not know. Yeah. I'm not even attempting. I, you know, right. I'm here to pray. If you need something, I'm over there in the corner eating all the food that you guys bring out. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever you need. You know, I'm there. 
Okay. Yeah, because um, it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. And also in this first lesson, we talk about the difference between good friend, real friend, and best friend. Do you meet people and classify them as such? Do you separate these people that you're meeting? How do you elevate them from, oh, you're no longer a good friend. You're a, my best friend. You're a real friend. I'm dropping. You're demoted. <laughs> so good friend. <laughs> what characteristics are we looking at to say this is my good friend, my real friend, my best friend? Trust. Okay. I think um, too. Yeah. Which one? Growth. Mm. Okay. So it takes some time. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Mm, actually, I'm not sure if it takes um, time. Because so, I come from a military background. So we formed relationships very quickly within, yeah, like, if we had the longest right. at a duty station, it was like two years. So sometimes you can immediately know just as much as you immediately know someone you're not going to click with, or it might take time to learn them. Um, you'll know someone that's immediately a good fit for you. Um, and then as you get to know them, it's almost like not really working backwards, the kind of working backwards where you're getting to know the core of that instant reaction that you had, if that makes sense. It does. It does. Um, for me, I meet people. I like them. And they don't become my best friend. Oh, but they are definitely a deep friend. Shereen has just joined us. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm blessed, uh, y'all. Sorry about being late. How y'all oh, you're fine. You're here. That That's even better. You know, Alex, you know, Sierra. Um we are talking about the character. You're, you're probably right on time. Um, <laughs> we are talking about the characteristics that you use. How do you determine what is a good friend, a real friend, and a best friend? How, what are, you, are you separating them? Are you looking at them? Now, Alex did say trust. You know, Sierra has went with growth. I'm about to deal with both, but I like the trust. Um, have you... Have we all? Can we all raise our hand at least a little bit to say we know what betrayal feels like? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, good. So the trust is definitely important, um, and this will determine if you are my good friend, my associate, my best friend. But is there things that we're not telling even the bestie? Let's get. Let's say, get. Yeah. Like I, I kind of feel like it's also like how much of me you get access to. That's a great one. This is a funny topic because I'm just learning this. (laughs) (laughs) This is really good. You know, this is, that's funny. Uh, Right on time, Lord, huh? Um, (laughs) Right on time. Now we had already talked about Job's friends. That's all that you have missed. Um, We talked about Job's friends when they show, they traveled, which is important. To know because you know when we travel somewhere we're tired. So they showed up, they didn't speak, they were there, they're his friends. So how do we determine our friends? What characteristics are we looking at? Um, I'm loving that trust thing because oh, we're gonna get into that. Like I already know, like I'm ready to hit that because trust is a big thing for me. I- um, being my friend, but again, how much? I've been guilty of it. When I have heard about betrayal, 
and not to cut you, I'm just giving you some time to think, Shereen. But when I heard about like learning about betrayal, my first couple betrayals, because you don't really get it the first time. And people were like, well, you should have known. I'm like, well, how should I? Well, you didn't have to tell them. I'm like, what? This is my first. Like, I was confused. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when you say, how much access do I give you? Man, I've given people everything. Like, they know my, if I knew my parents' (laughs) social security number, they probably, my best friend would have known it too. Like, I give you, I'm like wide open book. I'm transparent. It's like, you're you're supposed to be. I think I think it's it's honesty, mm. trust and honesty because, uh, you know, a, a good friend will you know will ride along, will do you know, but a a best friend is gonna mm. tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. They'll tell you you're tripping, uh-uh, that's not you, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, and it took me years to realize that I've had friends, but I wasn't considering them my best friends. Mm. My best friends are very encouraging of my walk with Christ. They're like, yes, you're back. Nice. Those are my best friends, you know, because they they want the best for me. It's not a competition. Mm. It's not a. That's a big deal. I don't. I, the best friend. I feel like best friends are God given, honestly. You know, because I, I there's mm, the friendship thing is just so deep. <laughs> you know, I've <laughs> I've had people I call my best friends for years and I realized in times of turmoil that they weren't, you know, you know, they say That's like, the test. yes, you know how they say like, oh, well, lose everything and you'll see who's there for you. That's real. You know, mm. my my best friend sent me her last $40 when I didn't have a dollar and that $40 was everything you know how many packs of noodles you could get for $40 you you don't have that's 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 everything everything. and your best friend will send you their last just because a good friend might say oh well what do you need it for or maybe I can do this you know kind of treat you like a crackhead well I can send you this but not I'm not trying like that's real but that's that's the a best, right. a best friend will make sure you're straight to their own I don't want to say their own detriment but they but they will it is it's mm-hmm. god-given and it's like it doesn't have to be an every time everyday thing but they're right on time and I think that that brings in that growth thing because uh you grow with your friends you know yes. and they accept you for who you are so if they know I'm not a call you every day, text you back at the right time type of person. They'll understand that, but they, they also set high expectations for you too, Ooh. because their and love they- is <laughs> So yeah. I have a best friend and I think if you asked her, I sure hope so. But I, I think if you asked her, she would think that I could walk on water if I really put my mind and faith to it. Like my best friend is that person like, oh, Lamira can. I'm like, no, don't suck. <laughs> you know, I love my best friend. I can call her at any moment, anytime. And I have several best friends. Like this is just what I'm talking about. I do have male best friends. Is there a difference with us being females? Is it different with the bestie being the opposite sex? Kind of. Okay. In the sense of like, there's certain things you can talk openly with um, another woman that you probably wouldn't want to talk to your guy best friend about. Okay. 
That makes sense. That makes sense. I have guy best friends. I have female best friends. And it's so funny because we'll use the word best friend and we'll introduce each other as best friends. And then before you know it, I'm like, sis, let me tell you. You know, <laughs> like, bro, let me tell you. You know, they have now become my brother and my sister. Mm-hmm. It takes about two trials. If you go through it with me, either you are now my sister mm-hmm. <laughs> or my brother because. If you find that, yes, I, that's how I look at it. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm good to stay. I, I don't leave relationships. So do if you, you have, um, do any of you have best friends that know what's going on with you before you know what's going on with yourself? Yes. Yes. And that's annoying. <laughs> okay. So then I can say that, that the, the friend that I've been back and forth on is a best friend. Because usually we'll be going through a season at the same time or around the same time. And then we'll click back in together and be like, oh my gosh, I was doing the same thing, but not the same way. Like, oh, that was happening to me too. I was going through that. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's see what that was like. Um, and then for my guy best friend, he doesn't say much. He'll just be like, yeah, I saw that coming from da 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 I'm like, you could have told me. Look, look, my best friend, I just set up, uh, I just set up, um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to come see you for your birthday. You're always coming to visit me because they know I had poor money management skills in the past. So they, you know, well, I'm always coming to see you, but they didn't make a big deal out of it, you know, Um, and I set up to come see her. And she's, she's like, hey, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, oh, you're pregnant. She's like, yeah how'd you know right like I knew before her significant I knew before her mom and everybody and I was like because I just I feel it like my baby's having a baby right it's her first <laughs> and my vacation time set up around her birthday is actually around her due date so I'm just Aww. like thank you god yeah like it's we, we are it. so tapped like you were saying like sometimes you guys are in and out of sync sometimes mm-hmm. that's required but that's that's the great part about that friendship is that it allows you to grow at your own pace. It's not like a here, come hurry up and keep up with me. So Uh there are times where we'll go a few months and just like, hold on, let me call her and see how she's doing. And coincidentally, it'll be a time where it's like, oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just the right time. I'm going through X, Y, and Z. And um, whereas I used to tell everybody everything, I don't do that anymore. And it's not because, it's not because they're not my best friend and they shouldn't know everything. It's that a lot of my issues, a lot of the things that I would normally tell them, I talk to God instead. So it's almost like a risk talking to God first almost helps you respect your relationship more because you're not giving them unnecessary burdens Mm. because you know you carry your like if your friend is going through something and you really feel it like a sibling or something you feel the weight of their stress and Mm -hmm. you know with me going through so much (laughs) sometimes you know I was unfairly burdening them with things that you know I talk to God about it so then we're able to meet back at a happy place not saying I won't let them like girl I went through this 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 and this and I could give them an update rather than a day-to-day play-by-play yeah I I find that much better than how I was operating in the past but and I think Alice is that what you're saying as far as the access to yourself like I don't have to tell you every single waking moment every drama every chaos every 
Yeah, I guess like that and like, like, you know, you have the version, you have like different, well, at least me, like different versions, I guess, of of me, depending on how close you are, like how much of me or how much, you know, of, I guess, my core that you'll get. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. I know what you're saying. There's levels to it. I'll talk to you you'll get because I feel what was that movie Shrek where he's like I'm like an onion onion yes. has layers layers so yes. when I meet you you get maybe mm. the outside the top two layers or whatever but the longer we're friends and like you said the more situations we go through the more mm-hmm. intimate layers you peel back. So then, you know, like, yeah, I am conservative, but then you learn, oh yeah, but she is rebellious. She has a wild streak, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know that on the surface. Like I, I'm a tell I have several different Facebooks, right? <laughs> so it, I'm, I'm going to keep it funky. Shereem Owens, my name is, that is my surface level Facebook for real. Like you see the okay. stuff, mm-hmm. it's all, Jesus this and Jesus that now but even before I wasn't posting anything seriously because I'm I don't want to say like secret private but I didn't I never realized I was private because I talked so much and I talked so freely but there's certain things that only a select few will get to know get access to yeah and I feel like that is really the show of my friendship is how much of me you have access to. Like I've told you guys um, in our, in our previous, the previous fellowship talk, like, Hey, I'm at my sister's house. Right. But only the closest of closest will know. Oh yeah. But I'm sleeping on the couch. Nobody knows that, you know, anybody else would think I'm in a room on a bed and everything's made. Everybody doesn't get to know the most intimate details you might know around about. You might know I'm staying with family, but to get an inside peek at my day to day, you have to be a different. You have, you have to be, be at a different level of friendship. Exactly. I love that. I love that. I love that. Sierra, at your um, your industry that you're in, because you're in the limelight. Like being in it to me, like radio broadcasting, anything that's like acting. You're in college, like everybody wants to be your friend. Like people are constantly in my mind. I would see people always want, you're you're always around people. You have to be. How do you protect yourself? How do you determine when people like, hey, call me later. Hey, call me later. Hey, can we hang out? Hey, you feel it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very spiritually attuned and I follow my vibe. And uh, I also meditated and prayed very hard because of how vulnerable I was after my grandma's passing. Um, to be surrounded by the people that I need to be surrounded by um, and to help me to have that discernment, but more so to help so that I have that support system. So if I'm ever off, like last week, I I had a few off moments during the day. I know that I can depend on my circle to kind of buffer for me until I get back there. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really easy. Like now things have been quiet because I haven't been active online, (laughs) but when I built my page, oh my gosh, the amount of people that were like, oh, hi, thank you so much for adding me back as a friend. I didn't think you add me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm a normal person here just trying to build my platform by just friending a bunch of people. I don't know you. And then some of them had good intentions. Some of them had weird intentions. Some of them just had up to no good at all. And it's up to my spirit to tell me like- Like, how do you- 
we have five people lined up. They want to be your friend. How do you, what are, what are we looking at? How do we, you know, does it matter if your friend is saved or unsaved? Does it matter if they have I'm money so or don't money? What are we looking at at the surface before I even decide, like, let's hang out? I look at how they carry themselves. Okay. Because someone, so I, in an example, I used to work in retail. I had two customers who I think were on the spectrum of wealth. One was like a secret millionaire. The other one was very boastful about his money. The man came in and he started questioning me on what we had. And I told him like, hey, you know, we have these pieces, but they're from Egypt. They're very unpolished and they're not as expensive as what you're wearing. Oh, how do you know what I'm wearing? It's so expensive. Excuse me? Oh, well, do you know what brand this is? No, I don't know what brand this is, but I know mm-hmm. by what you're wearing that you're particular about what you invest in. But I also know these pieces aren't going to match what you're wearing on your body because there's just you can tell. Um, And he didn't end up buying the piece, but it just baffled him that I knew he carried wealth. But I'm like, my grandmother was allergic to fake metals. Both of my Mm -hmm. grandmothers actually allergic to fake metals. My my dad's mom, she will never wear costume jewelry because it gives her hives. It'll make inflammation come up in wherever it's at. So she just wears real things and she'll wear very dainty real things so people don't notice it. He was very boastful. Um, The woman came in and she was very specific about her investments, kind of like my great granddad. He had a little black book of everybody who owed him money, how much they owed him, the date that they put it in. And then he crossed it off if they paid it off. And if they didn't, then he's like, well, I guess I'm dying with a ledger because these people owe me money. He was a secret millionaire. (laughs) So, you know, she came in with that vibe and I knew I could. Based off your experience, basically what you're familiar with. I don't know because there's there's certain personalities that you can learn from them, but they're not meant to be intimate with me. And so like with what you said with being saved or unsaved, I'm finding that the people that I considered mentors for me most times have been atheists, but previously believed in God, or they just can't run from God. Like he's ever present in their life and they're just being stubborn. And here I am a beacon of brightness, like, hey, and like they can't run from it and so I can learn from them and they can learn from me and that if anything brings me closer to my creator um so I kind of just I focus on what that flows with and if it doesn't flow I let it go I have had some unsaved friends and I will say this and I mean well because you guys know me they were super dope like my unsaved friends are cool as all I would hang out with my unsaved friends and be like, well, you're not saved. Like their heart was good. Their intentions were great. And I'm like, yo, if you knew Christ, if you came into the kingdom, like you are so awesome. And they're like, man, nah, I see Christians and they have a hard time. I'm like, but that's not nothing to do with that. You you have a hard time too, but you know how to keep a happy face. Like (laughs) it it doesn't stop. There's, you know, like, and I go on and on and eventually they do wind up saying that we still have communication, but it always seemed like it was a familiarity. Like my best friend to this day, we giggle about it. And I wish she was on because she would giggle. I met her at, at the time I was smoking cigarettes at the time. Um, this was years ago, and I was smoking in Newport. She was at the smoking section, smoking her uh, non-menthol cigarette. And she was like, how are you? I was like, I hate the job. She was like, me too. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to be friends. And we had a story. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And we laughed about it. 
about it because, you know, friends are supposed to have something in common. We're like, we have two things in common. We smoke cigarettes and we hated the job. Like, <laughs> that's going to be friends forever. So, you know, she is the best friend. She gets a call about everything. She calls me about everything. And I did. I was like, you know what? Just personally, like, I'm not going to keep bombarding her with what continued from yesterday. You know, like you were saying, like, I, this has, if this is a burden to me, my God, I know it got to be a wear and tear when you see my name come across your phone. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, Lord, here she go calling again. But I don't want to be that friend. So I did begin to talk to God more about what is going on. Then I worried my mom more too. She's here. So, hey, let me call her and tell her what's going on. Give some of this weight to her. And then I can enjoy a friendship with my best friend. I just give her a summary and we're off to the races. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Mom, mom gets the business. Mom gets the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, mom, do you know what this even just said to me you know mom gets the business and sometimes I have to like repent for that because she's going through her own stuff you know but oh yeah, yeah mom that, is, doesn't, that doesn't count like doesn't, yeah like yeah <laughs> my mom tries she'd be like well let me tell you what happened I'm like uh, don't you have a friend like no, no I'm not finished with my story mom like this is why I should have called my bestie like <laughs> But yeah, mom gets the business. Do you have somebody like Shereen said I have? Do you have a friend that gets the business? Like, yo, you already know if I call, I'm telling you was everything. I think so. Good. 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 It's necessary. It's needed. Um, and we all know we have that friend in Jesus. Like, you can talk to him any given time of day, you know. And I do. I feel like my best friend is a gift from God. It's a bonus. It's an angel sent directly from God. I know many times when in my heart, I feel lonely or I'm sad about something just because I'm, I, it's not going my way. And she'll call me like, hey, girl, what you doing? I'm like, what's happening? Oh my God, God, listen to my cry. I keep doing my husband's eye. It was beautiful. Me. Like, you know, she's like, oh, so you're doing an overdramatic thing. You coming out? I'm like, yeah, I'm on the way. Yeah. <laughs> saying that and the faces are shifting in my mind I have a, a recent friend that's a new friend that that is that for me because I was having a moment Thursday and I was sobbing and but I was I was trying to pull myself together and then he called me and it, I just couldn't stop and I was like I'm just in the gym I'm about to work out I'm gonna calm down I'll be okay he was like all right all right uh well yeah first breathe <laughs> second like go in there do that and then call me back after and I was like I, I was like I'll call you back after I'll be fine and then I was good after that but it really helped to have that like yeah I think I and I know making friends is a fearful thing mm -hmm. because if it wasn't a fearful thing then we would have so many more you know it it's scary to make friends and I have to keep God first mm -hmm. even with my friend like God if this if I'm not using the discernment correctly, like you've given me other gifts that I've screwed up too. So if I'm messing this up, Laura, I need you to step in once again, remove it because I don't know. It's but hard for me to make friends. It's like, hard for me, yeah, because I don't know. So weird because we love you. We're like You either love me and you're like, ooh, or you're like, uh-uh, not at all. Right. And so when I get in certain spaces around certain, like, and then 
this is a different space. I've never been around so many believers before, unless it was my mom or her friends or something. Right. 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 So this is different. And that's, I'm loving this. I'm eating it up. But in other spaces, people, and even, even before I was saved, people just either like me or they don't. So I was like going around wishing I had more friends and I don't know. I just, and then it's like, I, because I'm kind of like all in, <laughs> like I, I go, I'm, I'm extra. It's right. like, I want to hang out and I want to know this. And then I don't know if like my approach is too much or it just makes me feel awkward. Cause it's like, I don't know. Can I text them now? Should I ask them what they're doing? Is that creepy? <laughs> is this, this, like, it's hard for me. Like, you know, even like, Hey, let's get numbers or something like, Oh, I could give you my social media. And that feels weird to me. Like maybe that's, the new thing maybe I'm just getting older or something I don't know so I don't really know how to navigate like the friendship waters like that so if mm-hmm. it happens then it's kind of like yes but otherwise it's like I don't know I feel like a fish out of water sometimes trying to make I agree with that I like that I agree I kind of feel like especially now that many people work from home because I only made friends at a job um, where you go at a job, if you were partying at night or something, but those are people that you really don't connect with again. You know, if you met somebody, cause we had a great night, like, Hey, we should hook up. We probably won't, you know, it's at work where I see you more or through a friend of a friend and we connect and then the other friend is jealous. So we're no longer friends. You know, it was just, it's always been something where I just was like, look, I'm done. I'm not making friends. This is not, this is clearly not what's supposed to happen for me. The church know how that goes. Um, It's just, it's, I agree. Making friends was not, if I wasn't in school, I wasn't making friends. I just did not understand. Like school or work, you know, like at work, even at work. Yeah. Work, work was actually, yeah. I'll make two or three friends that I consider like they're not the bestie. They're friends. They're not like the bestie. They're not like right. great, great, but they're friends. I can, if I call them right now, I can. They'll you know, answer. They'll, they'll pick me up and take me to somewhere or something like that. You know, if I absolutely needed it, but I don't do that. But yeah, like worker school, really. I haven't really met any friends in church yet. I mean, maybe my attendance needs to go up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's <laughs> That's so interesting to me because I feel like my the majority of the friends I have are church friends. Like that's pretty much where everything is. Um, I've and I've I've had a weird thing with friendship in general because when I was younger, I went to a family church, so all of us were related, and then I had a huge family, so I went to school with a lot of my family. So my friends were family. So when we moved away. And I had to have friends who they were, they were church friends, but you know, and then people in school or whatever, I had almost like a culture shock in a way, because how your family is with you, yeah. is, you know, how you might have an argument or disagreement plus or whatever, but you come back together, your family, whatever. It's completely different with other people. And it was like, oh, oh okay. So yeah. this is different. <laughs> but you like that family friendship though right like you like that okay we can disagree but we're back right yeah because that's the type of friendships I like I don't hold grudges so if we apologize 
and maybe I'm unrealistic, but if we apologize, I expect us to like hold hands no. and frolic later, right? Like I'm that's, what I, that's what I was thinking was it was gonna be, and then no, I'm with Alex. I get cut off. I, I've been cut off, like with scissors type deal. Like you're done. We're no. With everything that has happened, like we hung out, we went here, we went, like it's so much history. And then there's a disagreement. I'm like, well, whatever. We'll talk about it when it's time. And they're like, no, I don't plan to ever talk to you again. And they meant it. Yeah. That's wild to me because it's like. It was wild. Me too. I guess it was wild to her. Yeah. Because it's like, well, hold on. Were we really friends? Because I love my friends. Like, couldn't have been. And we couldn't have been friends. Right. And you couldn't have. Uh, okay, let's see different word because you couldn't have rocked with me like I rocked with you because I would have never even conceived that that could happen with us to just not ever talk again. That's weird to me, you know? Like, so, Alex, when you had that happen, how hard is it for you to open up now to even be a friend to anybody? Like, once you get that, if I, it's, it's an abandonment issue in friendships then. Extremely. And I, okay. I went, I went through a lot in my childhood already. And so when this was happening, it was the formative year. So I was like 10, 11, oh. people are terrible. <laughs> and so it, it, it did, it did scar me in a lot of ways. I have major oh. trust issues, extreme <laughs> trust issues working through it, but I have them. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I would never want to be friends with anybody that I think is going to be temporary. Like, I don't enter into relationships immediately thinking, oh, this is temporary. And people have showed me, like, oh, you no longer work here, so I don't call you anymore. I'm like, oh, we were just work friends? You know, like, I realized, like, oh, you, you categorized me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like wow you know like I, I'm mad about it but people did mm-hmm. feel like okay we just go to work together we're school friends we're work friends and I'm thinking we're friends and once that situation is over once class has changed and we are no longer in that school or no longer taking the same class together we're no longer friends Sierra you're currently in school now is that it, it, does I was gonna sense? say I've okay I've lived on both sides of that coin I've been the person who's had to remove people and then I've also been the one who's been removed um so but again I blame it on the lifestyle because I haven't had that choice to stay and develop past those points so for me relationships had a finite place like, unless you were family and even up until last year I held that. But then last year that had to change because my own family tried to do that with me um, where I had to block a cousin on everything because she said, <laughs> my my sister and I have been grieving. So we had a disagreement during a car ride. My sister was not doing or behaving properly as she should in the situation. She was handling it emotionally. So we all were handling it emotionally. And cousin said, well, don't contact me until things get better. So I said, no, that's not okay with me because you're my cousin and we just lost a parent and my sister and I are struggling and you can't just give it space to let us process and then try to come back and work through this thing. You just don't want contact. Okay. So I gave her what she asked for. She didn't realize what she was asking for and she was hurt. Mm -hmm. So we talked about it later and she said, you know, as soon as she sent it and thought about it the next day, she realized she shouldn't have said that. 
Um, and I let her know how that hurt me because it's like, you're my cousin and I'm already losing family. And here you are telling me this, then no, none of that mattered to me because if that's what it takes for you to decide that that's it, then I don't want to have to go through that pain again. Um, and then coming from military background, once we leave a duty station, I don't ever hear or see from these people again. So for me, yes, we had a friendship, but that friendship was seasonal for me. I don't want any more seasonal friendships. I don't either. I hated it, honestly. And it's been really hard work trying to get back to like building and working past conflict because I grew up not having to deal with that conflict because it just didn't matter. Once you left the duty station, went to the next place, you started a whole new thing. Because how can you even, and see, that's the thing with me with layers, right? Me knowing it's temporary, I could never even open up to the point where somebody that's would been the problem. be that's my friend literally... like that because like, I'm not going to tell you about stuff I went through as a child if you're only going to be around for a for year. For like six like, months to a year. There's yeah. no depth to it. And um, I actually had someone complain about that. Like, you don't get that deep into certain stuff. Oh, yes, but I do, but just not with, with everyone. You. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Be honest because they can't handle the it. Was it, was it me she said that to? Was it me? Was it me? I'm good. No, no, no. No. We are all in our beginning stages, you know? So, yeah. By the time we finish the recordings, we're going to know a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you already do. You know more than some people that have been in my life for years. You know, yeah. it's not to be funny. It's just I don't force it. It's just mm-hmm. like shouldn't be forced. when the opportunity presents itself, or if we're talking and stuff and communicating, um, things come up, or just the more I like you, the more I want to share with you, and the mm-hmm. more I want to know about you. So it's kind of like want to hang out with you, kind of right, like, like want to be around, kind of. Hey, I wonder what so and so is doing. You know, like that. I like that part. Even in a friendship, it doesn't just have to be like we're we're familiar with that, like in like relationships and stuff. But like, I get that way in friendships. Like when I meet someone, I want to know more about them. And hey, you know, getting to know family, I I consider stuff like that a privilege. And um, where I we definitely know now because (laughs) right, it's a privilege. You know, like everybody doesn't get to meet my sisters. Cause, yeah, that's true. And then my family is, my family is extra too. So <laughs> I have to make sure, I have to make sure that you are in with me, even as a friend before you meet my family. Cause if you meet my family, you're going to be like, hold on. Cause my mom is like hardcore New Yorker, tell the truth, <laughs> straight up, Holy Ghost filled. She will, well, why does your hair look like that? Mm-hmm. You know, like why are you sitting outside why didn't you come in? like she'll ask you and if you're not ready for it and if you're not used to my bluntness or m- my truth telling you're not ready for my family so yeah. i have to realize like hold on stream don't bring them around so fast so that's something that I had to <laughs> that's the access <laughs> that alex is talking about that's the access you might not even get my address. You know, well, mine's is different. Everybody has my address. So I'm not even going to get stuck with the house. You know, I, I, get that. I get that. No lie. I used to let everybody know. And then I realized, and this was from, you know, being around certain people, but like, um, everybody's not, you know, it depends on your company too. You know, but when you're, uh, when you're in, 
I guess I'll just say like the streets for right now, I guess for an easier understanding. When you're like into the streets and around people that are in the streets and in the street life and stuff like that, the less people that know you're where you live, the better, honestly. Right. And it's, you know, that's kind of something that um, I, cause I didn't know that everybody didn't have good intentions and some people meet you yep. with the sole idea of taking advantage of you. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm like happy go lucky. So I'm, I, I'm an easy target, you know? Yeah. Um, so I didn't know these things. So I, it just took some learning and, you know, I, some of the lessons I wish I hadn't learned, <laughs> but you know, people, <laughs> you know, you got to be careful about who's around you, but if you're around good people with good yes. intentions and stuff like that, isn't so much of a worry, your home can become like a safe Harbor. You know, I used to let people stay with me. Like I was like a homeless shelter or something. Cause I didn't know no better. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, I, I can agree with that. <laughs> I can definitely agree with that. I have had, and for the most part, I do, I can reach out to a lot of my people. Like who I consider friends, not family, because the family friends, I don't care if you like me or not. You're mad at my mom or not or whatever the case may be. I'll see you Thanksgiving. Like it doesn't like this conversation does not include them. But the people that I have been friends with, it's kind of like I can still call them. Now, it might be a little shaky. We might not have to get into deep conversation, but it was a good thing that you brought that up. My street friends versus my church friends. Now, both might be saved, but their lifestyles are different. And I had to be mindful that my street friends, those who did qualify to be my friends, were my friends. But their friends were not. But in the church, your friend, her friend, his friend, their friend, we're all friends and family and God. I was like, I'm so confused. I can call her? Okay, but I can't call them. All right, cool. Like, it, it was separate. And I had to learn that, like, it's like another culture. Like, it's completely, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different culture. And know? I understood that when someone told me, I was like, "Well, I thought we were friends," and she was like, "You're friends with so and so, not me." I was like, "Whoa, noted." And when I was in the church, they was like, "Well, why didn't you call me?" I was like, "Well, because I'm friends with your friend." They're like, "I mean, we're all family and friends," and they were offended. I'm like, "Okay, I can't, I can't." get this friendship thing down pat right <laughs> so it was every little detail mattered I, I think it's because church culture is like brother this sister that we're brothers and sisters in Christ right so our conduct is expected to be loving you know everybody's not there yet but there there's a certain expectation I think of your conduct and how you love your neighbor and you just supposed to love on people. I love that it, the love is reinforced, but whereas caution is reinforced in, you know, like, I don't know you like that. Oh yeah. But, and this was the hard part for me, especially because it's already hard for me to make friends. Right. So I'm thinking, Oh, well, we hung out. We're cool. Right. I had to be, no, that's not your friend. Like you said, that's not your friend. That's my friend. And I'm like, well, no, they're going to, you know, whatever you guys hang out and do together, they're going to report back to me. So it's not like these are your separate friendships. And yeah. actually, it's actually bad. Uh, it's bad etiquette to try to be friends with someone else's friends if they introduced you. Like, what? That's wild. Yeah, that's wild. like that's that's like bad etiquette. <laughs> like now, as far as the out. church, the church, Alex, you're in the church, you see this stuff. Are your 
pastors and preachers preaching like, hey, look at the person next to you. That's not your friend. Like, watch your pocketbook. Like, the street comes into the church. Like, you know, don't get in here and think like, hey, you're in church building and we're like safe and sound. Like, be cautious, be mindful, still protect your heart, follow scripture. Scripture tells us follow, you know, protect your heart, guard your heart. You know, but when we sit in church, I've left my pocketbook on the pew a many a days because I'm in church. I would never leave it in the car. You know, you know better. But when I was in church, I just and walked off, Mm -hmm. left my stuff. And the reality is the people from the streets that we're talking about that might not have good intentions, guess where they can come to they can come to the church. You know, it, it just are you seeing that? Are the street people coming in hoping to get saved and they do get saved and they make changes? Do you, have you witnessed, we don't need names, have you witnessed <laughs> the street get saved to a point where they are the deacon or like God just moved for a person just changed their whole life? Yeah. Nice. I've seen that for sure. Yeah. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I'm just like thinking of like faces. Yes. Of it, it, so it's amazing because yeah. I know what God has done for me, mm-hmm. and I can say that I really, you know, besides the fact of having somebody grow up, but I mean the immediate change. Like this person was just doing X, Y, and Z a couple weeks ago. They have been in here. They are praying. They were on the altar the other night. You know, tarrying to the Lord. Like all of these things are taking place, and God is moving them, and they have changed. I've seen I've seen that with with family who was in the in the street or people who when you would try to minister to them or talk to them about God they would get mad at you like why are you talking to me about that I don't want to hear that and now they're like the right hand man to my dad and it's nice. amazing and they and they go to work and they tell people about God and they're like so on fire so yeah it, I've I've seen it firsthand and it's beautiful. And I look at it because with the reason how I brought that up is I look at it how we are friends to one another. And we're talking about friends from the outside, like church friends, you know, friends that we meet here and there. How is our friendship with God? How is our friendship with the pastor, the preacher? And I, I'm big on pastors because I know I have, if anybody comes close to David, we're, we're busting down the Christians. It is me. Like I'm second in line, like, oh. What he do? What he say? They, you know, I'm on it. And then once I started getting in position, they were like, "I called you at two o'clock." I'm like, "It was two a.m. I was already on a previous phone call, so I couldn't get to yours, and I had to call someone else at back at two fifteen. You know, and they're like, "Well, I'm mad." I'm like, well, what do other people do? They take it. They they ask for forgiveness. They, you know, I, I, I have when I do my prayer calls on Sundays, I pray for the people in the pulpit. I pray for the people doing admin in the church. It's a it's ministry is one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And I've raised two fairly decent guys. Like, you know, like I, I've got a ride with the mommy thing. You know, they're grown, so I did good. But it, it's difficult because you got everybody. You know, you got the saints, you got the sinners, you got the saved, you got the unsaved, you got people who don't know what's going on. Right? I'm like, look, you're the lukewarmers. <laughs> Figure it out, make a decision. <laughs> Like, it's difficult. So, I mean, I'll ask, Sierra, Jesus, God, all of that, your friend, how is your friendship with God? Can he count on you to be a good friend? Are you counting on him and trusting him to be your friend? Mm-hmm. 
Good. Good. I Good. feel like um, I'm getting more close to Jesus as a friend, though, than God, um, because in those moments when I've had those frustrations, it's been more like, all right, God, I can't talk to you, but Jesus, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> let's sit here. <laughs> Because it's just like being mad at your dad, but you can talk to your brother or something like that. So you've made Jesus your homie. <laughs> like, I'm going to go talk to my brother. I ain't going to come back to Hashtag, this is the best thing. <laughs> Got it. I like that. Shereen, how's your relationship with your friendship? It's getting better. It's getting a lot better. You know, um, I it's like uh like I said like we me and my friends don't talk all the time but mm. that I like if I don't talk if I don't talk to God daily I feel it like I feel like a a missing and a longing and I just that's the point that I've been at because like there was a point where my phone was so dry I had nobody calling mm. nobody texting I mean, I wasn't even posting statuses because I knew nobody was going to like it. Not because I care about it, but it's just like, man, don't nobody like me right now, but it's okay. You know, I just, I just went through that last year and point where I just didn't even want to be bothered with people mm-hmm. kind of get like under my rock. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny to say, but yeah, I, I just, I, I talked daily and even if it's not like a long conversation I at least check in so I think that I'm becoming like that. more reliable in that sense as a friend and um, it's actually helped me to improve my older friendships like my friends I've been friends with was since I was like 12 or 13 years old I think I had taken those friendships for granted and me mm-hmm. getting closer to God actually shows me like hey you haven't it's like my discernment is more on point because it's like I check in with them more and um, my older friendships are becoming more intimate because of it, you know, and I, um, yeah, God, Jesus is the plug. (laughs) I I don't know how else to say it, just, you know, a lot of stuff has gotten better um, just because I think I'm more thoughtful and I think I'm, uh, my, my, relationships and my family and stuff have been repaired so I'm able to look to my siblings as friends you know and yeah yeah I, I would I would say I'm a reliable friend for God now absolutely nice nice yeah. Alex have you grown to be a great friend with God and Jesus if you separated the two like you know <laughs> that was interesting I, I don't think I've ever heard it that way and I like that um, I like that right? <laughs> yeah I do I like that um we're gonna need you to run up by your parents and make sure we cool with that (laughs) 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 we need you to check in with that like are we good are we good i think so though right i think so so. but like they want to be the same but like they feel different and like shereen what you were saying is kind of what i've been going through has been like checking in too yeah um, to like keep that clarity keep that calm keep that peace but like thinking about it in the moment, it's like, I don't like, it's more like I'm talking to God more than God is really speaking back to me. He's more so like providing that space, but I feel more connected to Jesus right now. Okay. I, I, I agree with that. 
and I, I know Alex, you're about to go on, but real quick, because I, I, I was saying how, mm, I don't know. Okay. How do I put this in words? Because I spent time in the worldly sense to where I, I wasn't really recognizing Jesus for a while. I spent a few years as that. I do have to say, Hey, Jesus, I'm talking to you. Like, I, I, I didn't realize there's a separation, but going through the Bible and they're saying the only way that you get through God is through the, the son. Right. Yeah. And then um, just finding clarity and, you know, the songs like something about the name Jesus and making sure that, you know, I am recognizing him. I like, it's like, I have to do extra due diligence because I did not recognize his importance for so long. It's like, I have to go through that measure. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, God, what's going on. But a lot of the times I do direct some of my conversation to Jesus. And I wasn't realizing that until she said it, mm -hmm. I just thought I was being like overly, you know, diligent with that. But that's interesting. That's an interesting way to put that. Go ahead, Alex. It's on you. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think I'm going to, I might try that because I, I don't know if I ever have really, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like new, that's new territory that I'm interested to like get into, um, like, like intentionally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Right now, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, of course, I, I love God. I honor God. Yeah. You know, All glory to God. Yes. For sure. I feel like we have a complicated relationship right now. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> I was like, my answer is going to be real different. You know, it, it's complicated. Um, but... It, like I said, I have I have trust issues, and I think that I'm in a that's space where your right challenge is coming. He's gonna t you're learning. Oh, yeah. I will keep you in my prayers. Thank you. <laughs> because if you gotta go through a lesson of learning how to trust, baby, I'm telling you I, where I am with God. You remember a game, and I played it. I'm from New York. We played all sorts of weird games, maybe inappropriately. We shouldn't have played. Like the game where you fall back and let your friends catch you. Ha <laughs> oh, yeah. ha. I don't I don't play that game. But that's the game. Like I feel like only way I would fall back is if it was God. Like, I cannot let myself go for mm -hmm. anyone else. Like, hey, I got you, babe. I'm like, all right, well, let me make sure. You know, like, I'm just so slow, but to just let myself go. So when I look at it that way as, you know, trust and friendship, I do have that in God. I, I, feel, I, I feel like I can confidently say it, but there's a but. You know, it's kind of like... But if there's some way I can help you, God, <laughs> I will do so. If I'm like, okay, God, I need, I don't know, a good example. Because you never get an example when you're telling your story. It's like, um, oh, God, you know, I, I need you to help help with my garden. Help me in my garden. You know, I need my vegetables for, done. Da, da, da. 
but yet though I'm out there overwatering them and I'm over there over why are you bothering them? You told God to take care of it, and here you go. My children. I pray for them, but by all means, do I show up at their house like, hey, what you doing? What's going on? They're like, why are you what's going on? Simply because I gave you to God. But I'm just making sure hmm. until he shows up. Like, you know, it's 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 a it's an iffy trust. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know if God can, I mean, I know that he's a friend of mine, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I'm such a great friend to him at all times. And that bothers me. It's so weird. I feel like, and I guess I'm being transparent because we're not. Um, I feel like I trust him wholeheartedly for other people. You know what I mean? Like I trust him to do exactly what the word says he's going to do for other people. And I can tell them without a shadow of a doubt, God's going to do this for you. He's going to do this. He's got you. But then when it comes to my personal life, I'm like, hmm, uh, are you going to? So I I don't know. That's, I guess that, you know, the trust issues and all that stuff. I got to. It is. is. And it's also definitely the trust issue, but I think it's also your perspective. Like, like, for me, I know I, I've picked up this. It's not a new phrase. It's a new complaint, little way of arguing with God a little bit. I'm like, you know, but not really arguing. I'm like, all right, I know what scripture says that I'm the head and not the tail, but I'm feeling kind of tailish, Jesus. Like, you know, like <laughs> this situation, you got me and don't make me feel like a leader here. Like, I'm not feeling like. There's some things that I go through, but the reality is when you look at that particular situation, is it temporary? Is it a situation that you know that God got you? Like if you really, really sit back and stop whining, like (laughs) I'm having more tantrums than I am trusting. Mm -hmm. And those are two T words that you got to make sure I'm going to leave them in your spirit. Alex, find out, am I having a tantrum or am I having trust issues? And if I'm having trust issues, with God, you already know the sled of God. You know what, what you just said kind of reminded me of, and I don't know why I stumbled upon this maybe a few months ago, but the story of Job, right? And all this stuff that he was going through and him complaining like, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff on my body. My kids did this. I lost this, that, and a third or whatever. And then the funniest thing was, you know, he was saying, but I've been with Jesus the whole time. And the funniest thing was, at, at the end of the day, when, right before he got all his blessings, I was like, yeah, but you were complaining the whole time and you were questioning me. Yeah, you did. You know, you followed my commands, but, you know, you complained. You weren't, you weren't, you weren't like with a happy heart, even while you were going through your trials and tribulations. And I kind of thought like, that's what I kind of reference when I'm feeling tailish. You know, like, <laughs> like, hold on, because at first I was like, okay, God, you gave me a good job, but, you know, I'm bottom level customer service. I was just running businesses, right? And then, like, running across that, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be happy, right? And I found ways to make myself happy in it. So, um, and then at the end of the day, you know, Joe was blessed with, you know, his sight and vision, all the scales fell off and all the stuff that he was going through. I think free, yeah. but. And then another scripture in Matthew, when they were doubting him, like, and I laughed at this, Jesus was like, are you dull? Right? Like, 
<laughs> like, like I laughed at that. I was actually laughing. like, hold on, let me find out. This is a little sarcastic. Let me find out you're a little too real, right? But it was like, you didn't trust it. You've been with me this whole time and you don't know that I'm doing this. How can you not know? Like, are you dull? Are you dense? Like, think about it. You know what I'm saying? I found that funny because first of all, Jesus asked him if he was dull. Like, that had to be the biggest insult ever, right? Like, <laughs> that was a blow to the dude's pride, but I think that that's what we have to keep in mind, like, when we're feeling tailish, like, you know what? He's done it before. He's going to do it again. And mm-hmm. I just have to trust the process. And I, I think do. that's I, hard. I do. I do. And I, I, can, I can relate to what Alex is saying, like, whole, like, especially I'm good in by no means do I want to be on a potter's wheel or in the wilderness let me make that clear speaking into (laughs) I'm not saying that however I'm familiar with it when you put me in an area that I'm not familiar with and I'm asking people like hey this is what I'm going through they're like I'm like so you don't know either and you don't know either Mm -hmm. Uh, so what am I supposed to be like? Well, I guess you just got to trust God. It's like, so you want me to trust God in a situation I'm in that no one's ever been in? <laughs> you know, it's one thing when I can say, well, I know God has done it for someone else, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know them. And I haven't heard this story. So I'm trusting God to just move on my behalf. And that's the end of the sentence. That's a big trust. That's a lot. It's one thing when I say like, I'm trusting God for a new car. I know that He'll make that happen. I'm tr- I don't even specifically know what to ask for to say yay or nay if I'm trusting God. Like I don't. I trust God, but I don't even. I'm so in this situation, like in this field, in this atmosphere, in this space. I don't even. I, I'm so, it's so unfamiliar to me that I don't even know what to trust you to do, except make me that you know because honestly i'm at a point where i trust you so much that in the situation i'm like although i feel like a tail maybe i am the head in this situation like this this is an ugly head but it's still am i still the head like it's a lot and it's a lot of conversation and it's a lot of thought because it's my mind in my mind i see it going one way and i don't know god's way I don't understand it. I don't know that you're saying this is the only way. I'm because like, your your perception is different. You're exactly. not all knowing. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so, I need to be. Look, and I need to. I, <laughs> right, right. I need to know it all. Coming from somebody that used to like write down, I used to write down five year plans, ten year plans. What happens if this five year plan doesn't work out? What happens if this? I'll readjust at this point. Like I'm very much into planning. So the situations I've gone through in the past few years, it's like, all right, I'm not in control. I, I you know, I, I'm not the leader, right? At mm-hmm. this point. And then when you're saying like, hold on, how do I trust? And I've never been, that's where I'm at now. And I'm kind of, like I was mentioning, like I'm comfortable in this space and I'm, I have peace in this space, but I don't even know what the God asked God for. Like, because it's so much that I need. And it's like, hold on. Like, I don't even. <laughs> I'm to begin. I don't know what to like, say. I don't, you know, of course, you know, we know, the, you know, our fault, which are now, you know, the yeah, Lord, but like, but as far as sitting down and talking to you, I'm like. 
Sometimes Love I feel you. like I'm just Thank like you. a like my and I don't know whether to ask for help. I don't know whether to ask for a rope. I don't know whether to ask for hiking gear, a ladder. What do I ask for? Because I know I'm down here and I'm here, but it's just like, okay, God. I have a solution just, for that one. Go ahead. Oh, please okay. so, the air for us here. <laughs> you have to remember what we were talking about earlier, where it's nice to have someone who's just there and doesn't have a lot of chatter going on. It's the same concept. So when you have those moments, you have to sit and say, okay, God, I don't know where to begin, but you know the desires of my heart. And I trust that you're going to create these things or manifest these things that you know I need that I can't articulate right now. And that's all you have to say. And just sit and be quiet. Mm -hmm. And let it either come to you or clarify, but just acknowledging, hey, I don't even know where to begin. You know what I need. You know what I'm desiring. You know what I crave. And you can bring it to me. I don't know how it's gonna happen. Exactly. So indeed, we can we can be like Job's friends. Show up, travel, show up, sit still, be there. And this is literally in meditation. This is literally in conversation just with God. Sometimes I remember a scripture, scripture or song. I just when you're young and you're learning about God, you just start to remember things as you get older. But there was just like sometimes all I can do is moan. Sometimes all I can do is hum and God honors that he hears your, your cry. He knows you're grown. And it's like, I heard me groan, but was it loud enough to make it up there? Like, you know, <laughs> and I look at the timing and that's another thing is our timing where I'm like, all right, God, I'm broke right now. And I need some money. Wow. He didn't answer my prayer. I just said, I'm, I'm broke. Right. Like that's not how this works. Myra. And it took me some time. I told I told everybody yesterday who was on the call that I planted my seed in my pot of dirt and I called my dad two days later like it's broken it's not growing and he was like didn't you just I was like yeah but there's nothing happening he was like wow you don't know patience and so with trust let's say that we have that but it was the trust has to come patience like there's no way else. I mean, I can't, it's, it doesn't suck because when it all falls through and it works, then it's great and we're ready to praise. But people are saying like, this is the moment you get your praise on. This is the moment you get that hallelujah, jumping and dancing. And this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm like, so you didn't hear my whole story, right? You know what <laughs> You know what just came to mind? You know how we, we were talking about being careful about like what you say and what you ask God for. In okay. that moment where you were just like, I, your dad, your dad was like, you have no patience. I'm sitting here like, Lord, did I pray for patience last year? And I'm <laughs> like, oh my God, I think I prayed for patience. Look, this is what happened. Found <laughs> out what happened on your end. <laughs> And it's rough. Um, and as we go on, so because it's going to lead right into the next topic on Sapphire Lesson 2. It is building on a solid foundation. Um, and this is coming out of Matthew 7. I love Matthew. Uh, Matthew 7, 24 to 29. I'll read it quickly since we're on. Um, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follow it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, 
like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious laws. I have so many comments on these things. Um, do we understand what a house on sand looks like? say that exact story and not Jesus said but she said wouldn't you rather a house built on concrete than a house built on sand yes yes and that house I look at is part of my trust like how am I trusting God I can't just trust him with with something that is I need to trust that if I built this house let me tell you something the type of trust I want with God and I know I don't have it yet because it's it's not too much that is foolish or against his will. I, if, if God told me to build a house on sand, I'm trusting that it's going to stand. Like I don't, ha- I'm using my common sense more than I am counting on the word. And God forgive me for saying it, but I'll probably be the realest person that will ever say it. There's some things that I'm like, people are like, but you know, scripture don't say it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't mean, we quick enough. Like, I'm complaining. I am chiding with this. <laughs> like, you know, you're, you're, you're making complaints about stuff that's not real. And it took me some time to realize, like, this is temporary. This is, oh, this is when I operate in kindness. This is when I operate in patience. This is when my faith is being tested. Like, are you going to wait? Are you going to listen? Are you going to be foolish? Because I have built several houses on sand. I have. I built my trust on sand. I built relationships on sand. I mean, I feel like I built relationships on the water. Like <laughs> it just needed a wave to get knocked down. It was not worth doing you it. You made it with cool. some leaves, huh? You were just super gluing leaves together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done some really foolish things. Me too. But when we sit and we look at on a solid foundation, like we know that our parents took the time to tell us these stories took the time to put us in church, get us to the building, get us prayed for, get, and we have to hold on to that thought. Like, my foundation is solid that my parents built and their parents did and, you know, and so on and so on. But all I have to do for real is straighten up. And I'll be doggone if the house ain't dirty. Like, you know, <laughs> like you ain't got to do nothing but vacuum today. And yet, and still, you haven't done that. You haven't done your part. Keep this house together. It's built on solid foundation already. Just all you got to do is trust. All you got to do is patience. All you got to, and I, I struggle. I struggle. And I was like, this is why I want to do fellowship talk. Like, is anyone else struggling? Is anyone else looking at this situation and these stories like, this is relevant today? You know, we could really understand what a solid foundation looks like and what it's not. Are we building on solid foundations? I know you said you grew up hearing this story, Sierra. <laughs> well, I just really appreciate you for saying um, the part about like, well, the solid foundation of the things that have a solid foundation, you're just doing maintenance because then that kind of puts into perspective of um, like taking care of yourself, honoring yourself, right. honoring your schedule, being a good steward of your things and your finances. Um, and then being... <laughs> you know disciplined in that way will keep you in alignment with where you're supposed to be yes. and it should be an example for how you develop another space once you feel like you can handle that responsibility so 
that's another that's interesting to think about like that okay yeah i like it alex are we building stuff on sand anyway <laughs> have we moved out from the foundation and we're building on sand just because we can <laughs> um wait what so do it again how are we feeling about the sand and the, and the solid foundation um I'm, I'm sorry, my I'm trying to stop it. Um. You're fine. When you build on a solid foundation versus building on the sand, you know, when the sand, the, the rain comes, it'll take the house and, and smash it because it's built on sand versus the solid foundation. Um, but yet people are still building on sand. You know, it's just foolish. Yeah. Like, um. I don't know. I guess maybe my mind is so like, well, it makes the most sense to build on a solid foundation. I'm almost like, what? Like it, it's almost like a confusing. Right. Right. It's like a, it feels like a trick question because it seems like it's just like common sense. Like why would I build on sand? Can I interject real quick? (laughs) I think when this, when this scripture comes up, because Yes, I'm building on solid foundation now, but because I have no choice, right? So God's kind of like, uh-uh, sit down. Come on, get this rock. Uh-uh, we're going to, I think that the thing that kind of stands out to me in the scripture looking at it right now is that the time and the energy aspect, right? Because it's easy to build mm. sand castles, right? It's easy to build sand mm. castles. That happens like all the that. time, right? But as far as actually putting forth think of all the time and all the energy that it really takes and all the people like you're mentioning uh your your parents and your grandparents and the people around you that are all it takes workers not one I mean there are some people that have built a house by themselves but majority of foundation it takes people leveling and putting stuff the right way and it takes like that so when you're calling you're saying you know he's the architect of my life that foundation is like He's almost like, Shereen, move out the way. Come on, we're going to do this. And he's putting people in my path to make sure because Shereen will build a dozen sandcastles, <laughs> right? Outside the, outside the foundation, I'll bring a whole little sandbox over and try to do my own thing. Um, but that piece, I think it's, it's important to think about that time and energy aspect and how right. it's really community because there are people that have helped you or helped me rather with my walk you know, just thinking about some of the workers that God's put in place. And then sometimes, you know, the next level of my house cannot be done yet until the right, you know, we got to have the plumbing, right. We got to have this, right. So it's a time, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a process, the foundation process, you know, and then sometimes Shereem's not coming into work. I'm calling out. (laughs) So you need to come back. So I think right. the foundation piece, it takes a lot of work and energy from ourselves too. So we have to be intentional and we have to keep referring to the Bible as the blueprint, make sure that we're building it right, right? Like those Proverbs and the Psalms and stuff. So that kind of is like, I, I like that blueprint, mind, you know, like that blueprint, because we could build the house on the foundation, right? And then someone put the wrong wall in or someone do something wrong because we think we know what we're doing, right? And then you got to knock it down but that foundation is there right so we just keep building up that's kind of like the imagery that came to my mind when you just said that so 
I like that. I like that. That we're building up. Yeah, yeah. You gotta keep, you know. And that's sol- and that foundation is solid. I had a question about for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. Are we moving in real authority? Jesus resides in us, God is in us. Do we walk and talk in real authority? Are we making things happen in Jesus' name with real authority? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have Uh, to. Once you have that confidence in you, like you can't operate any other way or else it comes out of you anyway. I feel like I'm always, I'm harder on me than anyone else. Trust me. So I'm always harder on me. Alex, Alex is shaking her head like, Alex and me are good. We're going to be like the ones that agree. You guys are got it like this. Like this is completely perfect. Um, nah, I don't. I for me, if I sin, I feel powerless. I feel like every prayer is now not going to get answered. Every like I just screwed up everything for everybody attached to me. Like I am my self conviction. Like I've heard people talk about self conviction, and their self conviction is like. Oh, I gotta go repent. I'm like, that's it. They're like, yeah. Well, what are you doing? I'm like, man, I'm about to get do like the Catholics and like beat my back and like I'm on a fast for 21 days and I, I'm in tears. I'm in mourning. I'm in grief. I'm like, give me a veil to cover my face and shame me from the world. Like I can't believe I just betrayed God. You know, like I I go mentally hard on myself. That's a lot. And it, it's a, it's a lot That's and it's not lot. necessary it's not necessary no. god does not require it. i don't want anyone to you know go checking themselves like should i be doing no it's not required and it's just a way of how i feel so when i find myself like all right god you know if you can bless me if you feel like it like you know you know versus after that fast when i fast and i'm in i'm like all right bless the bus drivers bless the people in the pulpit my god move for like i am in it i'm in the house i'm touching doors i'm I'm getting it let me commit a sin and feel bad about it i'm like you know if you want to you you know you're welcome to come by that's i i feel like and i know it's like oh no don't beat yourself up but i feel like that's that's a sign of real intimacy because when you mess up with a partner and you really feel bad about it, you can't just pop in their face like that. I can't, you know, like that. I don't know. Like, that's what. I hurt. I hurt her. Yeah, like, like that seems like real intimacy to me. Like, like if he blesses me to wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, wow, thank you, God, because I really, you know, like, I, 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 I hurt. And it's a real deep. I don't think that he punishes me like, you know, my car is not working. Like, well, that's because of what I did. I don't go that far. I just know personally, like people are like, well, did you talk to God? I'm like, no, I'm doing the Adam and Eve thing. Like I'm off hiding. Like, <laughs> like, creator, like you know, I need a whole tree of leaves. Like, <laughs> to cover all of that. It's like you know, I, I, it's like that for me. Alex, you were shaking your head. Are you, you understand you kind of relate a little bit here with this one. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Um, I can't even completely articulate all the things that are in my head, but I'll just say yes, 100%. Good. At least I'm not alone on this story here, but it, it, it is a, 
it, 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 it's different. And I, and I know what scripture says. I know we just have to ask for forgiveness and repent. I love the fact that you are giving me that information of intimacy because after you have, so again, Alex, this is going to open up so many doors for us of understanding. Um, and I'm pulling you in with me, so I'm not alone. So, um, this goes into the trust. This goes into relationships. This go her using the word intimacy. Now, that's exactly what it is. But if my last previous friendships and relationships ended temporarily and permanently horrible, you know, if, if I'm used to being abandoned, mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult to really understand intimacy. It doesn't, I know that God didn't leave me because of my sin. It's not that, it's just that, how do I now, how do I fix this with you, my God? Like, I, I, I we were happy two days ago. It's and now, like, what I did. It's not I like those abandonment happy. issues are playing into your relationship with God, too. It does. It does. Because I don't feel like he abandoned me. I feel like I abandoned him. Right. But then how you atone for that is one of the things that I'm thinking about, because if we're approaching God as if we approach a parent, which perspective are you coming from? Are you coming from the child child or are you coming from the adult child who can have that conversation with their parent and say, acknowledge, hey, this is what I've done. And can you show me now that I'm aware that this is a mistake? Can you show me how to improve? Well, the thing is like knowing my parents, I'm spoiled. I'm I'm a brush completely. Like, if I do something wrong, I can make my dad a steak and be like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know? He's like, oh, don't worry about steak. Like, do you, you know change what? the behavior? <laughs> my mommy goes steak? for seafood boil. Like, I don't have a, a meal I can make for God. I can't, and, 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 and it is asking for, this is truly an issue of your faith. Because really by faith is how we're forgiven. By faith, knowing that God has said it's forgiven, I, I've forgotten about it, is really what I need to walk in. But now I'm walking um spinelessly i'm walking like a jelly back i'm walking powerless because i feel bad i'm guilty of something and god ain't thought two things about it anymore and that's the purpose of his grace that's the purpose of his mercy that's the great thing about the ultimate sacrifice on the cross like i know this stuff but yet when it happens i just be like You know what I find interesting that you mentioned that like for your parents, you know, and it's the same way. My parents will forgive easy. I don't even, I'm just like, sorry, you know, but that you, you can make the mistake or some food or something like that. So it's like, um, that brings into like, what made me think of is like people's love languages because we do have them, you know, and how yours could be like acts of service by me doing something for you to show that I love you. This is how I show it. So you're feeling like, hey, what can I do to show you I'm sorry? And being that there's nothing physical that you can offer, you know, it's kind of like that feeling like, okay, well, how do I make this right? You know, because there's nothing that I I find that interesting. I don't have an answer for it, but I find it interesting. And I don't know. And there's a lot of people who feel that. And it, it distracts them on their walk. You know, and it's, it, it comes after, it comes after you become an adult and you are that adult person that's like, I know that my walk with Christ is now personal. 
It's no longer, well, I'm doing this because my mom is making me or my dad, I'm following. I'm doing it because this is my walk. And now that you have slammed your head against the wall, uh, not once, maybe even more than twice, it's kind of like this time felt worse than the last time. And this is because I'm getting to know you and the, and the me I'm showing you, I don't feel as good enough. And that sucks because it distracts me now from what I need to do. And I know distractions don't come from that. Distractions come from the enemy. And as long as I feel like I'm not worthy, then I won't go where I need to go. This is the perfect time where I need to be chasing after God. Like, whoop, I'm about to slide in too. Like, 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 like baseball, I'm about to slide in up under your wing and stay and be See, there. I'm there. This, and when these type of situations happen, um, I would say, you should prepare yourself, not like, oh, premeditated sinning or nothing like that. But I think that, that's what I call it. I call it premeditated sin, right? Because you know you're going to do it. So I think that. That's so horrible, but yes. Because that's, I feel like it's worse, right? Like if I know, like, so I try not to put myself in those situations. You know, if I'm going to do something wrong, I'd rather be like off guard, didn't know what was going to happen, than to just plan on it, you know? So right. that's how I keep myself out of certain situations. But I feel like it, in that instance, where you do something, I think that there should be some kind of like journal in place or something like that for you, for like okay. maybe having scriptures written down about worthiness and forgiveness and God's grace and his mercy, because sometimes we know it. But it's like, we don't, I find that having a scripture to shoot back at the enemy when he places stuff in my mind, it's so helpful because, you know, when I'm memorizing, and I, I can't do it right now, because like I said, I haven't been in my word like I want to be, like I have been before, and mm -hmm. I, I can tell the difference. But shooting out that 2 Corinthians 10 and 13 at certain times, boom, shooting out certain scriptures like, oh, no, uh-uh-uh, God says this, the word says this. That's yes. very helpful. So I think in those instances where you feel unworthy or like I'm not connected or I'm not walking in the authority, I think having a journal saying I feel this way and being able to revert back to scriptures, you can prevent the enemy from attacking you that way. Because this time it might be you're feeling powerless and it might be a time that you need to feel powerful. So every time you mess Ooh. up, you're giving the enemy an opportunity to make you feel less worthy. And that could distract your walk further when in an hour or two after repenting, you might need to actually use that power and you're feeling this way for a couple of days. So you're missing that opportunity to do something that God's telling you to do because of your own feelings when you know better. But if you're able to go in that journey, like, oh my God, I, God, I messed up. You could just start arming yourself in advance. Like, okay. And then have these scriptures so that when you do feel unworthy or powerless, you can say, nope, the Bible says this, or the word says this. So I feel like that's part of putting on your armor is to be prepared because you know, and you recognize that this is how you feel after you do something. I think putting on the whole, the whole arm of God is so vital. Like it, 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 it is. And that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Because even to visualize, and we're all creatives here, so you can get a visual of being in the armor, like all the, the, the shots fired at me, like they just bounce off and just hit the ground. And it's, you know, 
I, I'm not damaged at all. You know, it, it, it's amazing to kind of get that idea of it. But when you don't have it on and you can still get that visual and see these these darts, these you're the target and they are piercing through your heart. Um, is your own fault, and now you feel guilty about that. Like, well, I didn't have my arm. Don't on you get it. tired of feeling that way? Yes. And yes. Then when? How do you climb out of it? Is the question because it's I've- not how for me. It's when because I have to get to a point where I realize thirty seconds is too long. Yes, I can go thirty days of pity me completely with no problem. The visual I'm getting is you get that arrow stuck in your heart, right? And then you're taking your helmet off to look at the arrow. Yeah. Like that's the visual. Like you're you're taking the helmet off, like, oh my God, I let myself get shot. I let the enemy do this. But the whole time you have the you have your helmet off, you still got the arrow in, you're not paying attention. So it's just how quickly am I gonna I have to look at that visual. We'll take that visual even further to say, I need to be able to see the arrow, the little fiery arrow hit me, and I need to be like, out. Satan, go ahead. Put, you know, brush my arm off and keep it moving. Like, I, that's the type of trust. That's the type of tolerance. That's the page. That's everything I want to be. But when I take that arrow and I'm like, all right, I'm here for more. I'm here for it. And he's like, oh, good. Do, 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 do. Now I'm shot up. And I'm like, oh. Go further. No. Put some patches in your pocket. Like, right. Oh, like, I'm not, now you have that foothold. I'll use that word. That foothold for me, I have to learn how to be like, ah, 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 ah. I said no. Mm-hmm. And, and mean it. When I'm like, oh, okay, I, I'm going to tell. No, you saying I'm going to tell God, you should have done that already. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to, that little couple seconds matters in my life. Because when I say, I, I ignore stuff. I ignore Satan a lot. You can't ignore it. Stop ignoring your enemy. Tell you God. You told me that. I, but I mean, it, don't, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> It doesn't. It'd be like, all right, like, whatever. Okay. Like, I know. Whole discussion about how it I know, I know. But same thing, Alex, I could tell you all this. Man, I can tell you how to get there. <laughs> but if I got to go, I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it can be simple. Like, even let's just say, hey, let's meet at Walmart. I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to put my makeup on. I got to find my hair. Like, it's a yeah. detail. This is exactly how it is. Like, you know, like, hey, we prayed. We prayed. What did you do? Huh, Satan, I already told Satan he better not today. I'm not for it today. Well, why'd you tell Satan? You should have told in Jesus' name. Like, what? Stop playing. Get on your knees and let them know, Lord, I know my enemy's coming today. Because yeah, he came, he, that's his plan. I need you to fight this battle. I cannot. I had do this it. happen today. I woke up this morning at six thirty with the migraine. I was supposed to go to my. Oof. I it was bad, bad, and I I um. I miss my uh, my godson's christening. I miss church and the session. I knew I had to get up, but I took something and laid back down. I put this covers over my head, and I'm like, yep. I just couldn't think of anything else. Like I actually Ubered my friend from Norfolk just to take me to the hospital. Right. But then it it came, I was like, you know what? I rebuke this in the name of Jesus. Like, and it's, and I, I had to do it because it took me 
I woke up the first time I woke up, it was at six, six something this morning, right? Mm -hmm. So it took me that many hours. So this is kind of all that playing in, right? To where I did feel powerless, right? So I'm sitting here like, yeah, no, I walk in power. No, I did feel powerless at that time, right? And then I did forget to put that armor back on because I let that, oh, I'm going to miss church. Oh, I'm going to miss this fellowship talk. Then it was a point where it's like, oh, I don't even care about any of that because I am in pain, right? That I right. factor. And then it was like, you know what? I can lay hands on, because I was like, I'm going to call my mom to try to, I can lay hands on myself. Like I sat there and I really rebuked it in the name of Jesus and was like, no, I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to, you know, this is this. And then I laid down, right? And then by the time my friend got here from Norfolk, right, to take me to there, like, okay, let's go. And I was like, oh, my head hurt. And now look around. I'm like, wait, no, it doesn't. Right. And it was insane because I was ready to say it out my mouth that I still had the migraine because that's just how I felt. And then I'm just like, I wake up, I'm like, okay, no, I don't. I'm like, I have like a mild headache now. It's not nowhere near where it was. But just to go from that to, you know, sometimes we have to remember that power. We have to remember it because you have to speak it as it is. Yeah. Even if yeah. you're not feeling it, you speak it to where you are now. Yeah. I even have to say, not even so much, even if I don't feel it, especially if I don't see it, mm -hmm. I have to speak it. I have to, because it exists, I, I just have to trust. <laughs> Here we go back to that teamwork. I have to trust that it exists and that, and I already know it does. So that's not, it's not a doubt or question. I just have to trust that it exists in me and that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Like these are scriptures. These are things that I have to remember. But when Satan come, him and his homeboys come for me, God knows, I, I, I study this scripture. I, 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 I grew up in the church, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it, it'd be times where Satan showed up, I couldn't remember he went. Like, I don't know anything. You just, you're just that powerless. It's like, let my speak life over yourself. Like, I, I don't even know if I just saw my life. You know, it's like, <laughs> you're just extra, you're extra. Like, I don't know why you haven't won a Grammy yet. Like, that's the type of attitude I carry, like, I, I, I go so hard. Either I am so much up there or I'm really way down here. I, there's no balance. And God is about balance. God is about the abundance and all of that for me. And I know that I just have to remember it in the midst, not in the midst. I want to catch it beforehand. Like as soon as you felt your headache coming on to the migraine, you should have been like, oh, I rebuke it. But you waited. Like I, I waited. I didn't. I, I, like, I gotta. Oh, I gotta figure out how to catch this sooner. Satan with that foothold. How do I catch that foothold? Because if I miss that foothold and that door opens, it's him and all of them coming in. And now I'm like, <gasps> and I'm stuck. And I know this is the time where I should be calling my friends. Like, hey, I need us to pray real quick. Like, I, I let a foothold in. You know, something. There has to be. Uh, not a recipe, but I, I I need to know like how do people get through this? What are you doing? How are you, you have not doing like you know? I've been I've been sick for an hour. I've been feeling this way for an hour, for a day, ten days, thirty days, six months, one year. Like it keeps going, 
If you don't have someone be like, hey, snap out of it. Let's touch and agree. Let's pray about this. Let's see what we as a team can do. And you can trust that it's confidential. You can trust that. Because when you have a trust issue, I have nobody I trust I can talk to. And I'm waiting on the move of God. That's a hard place to be. That's a hard place to be for me. Because I'm waiting for some, I'm waiting to see something that I'm not seeing, and I can't tell anybody about it. That's rough. And I pray for pastors. I do because I know pastors are like that. Pat, could you imagine if your pastor came and told you, "Hey, you know, kind of rough day today." You're gonna be like, "Pastor, you don't have rough days. You have God." You know, like mm. pastors not allowed to have that so when he's waiting to see something and he can't tell the congregation like yo i'm having a bad day it's a little bit rough so i do question like you sure guy you want me to do ministry like i ain't the toughest one <laughs> i ain't the toughest one out here like you know if you want me to go fist fight somebody like i'm good with that like i i can do that guy like put me in the fight with you know give me some swords and stuff like david or something but don't you know, these people come back and say something to me. I'm like, ooh, they knew about my past. I'm sensitive about my stuff, Lord. <laughs> and this is where it is. And I mean, I, I'm happy I get to chat and, and, you know, giggle with you guys a little bit, make light of it. But it's, it's, it's real for a lot of people. A lot of people cannot wrap their head around. I am so worthy of the blessings. I'm so worthy of the grace. I'm so worthy of the mercy. I know that God got me because scripture says so. I'm trusting in him because he's done it for me. He's done it for others. He's not, you know, all of these things we know. When when Satan show up with his homeboys, we forget everything. Well, that's where the good counsel comes in, like we were talking before with having mm-hmm. those good friends in your corner, because when you can't. They're those people. When two come touch and agree, then how much more is that magnified? When three come, how much more is your protection going to be magnified from that as they support you? Do you have a friend that you do that with? Now, it might not be the bestie. It might. Do you have a counselor that you can say, I can tell them something spiritually is going on with me and they will be sensitive. I do. I have a friend, uh, like an internet friend. Um, and then I have my therapist and my therapist, we had one conversation after like, we had like a month or two of sessions. Cause I went to her weekly in the beginning. Um, and then we had the conversation about religion and we realized we follow the same God. So we might as well talk as if we're spiritual when we're in our sessions sometimes. So, um, there will be some times where she'll give me some spiritual advice but then there's also my friend who's my internet friend if I'm going through something I can ask her about it and she can help tie me back to whatever I need to do Alex do you have somebody I'm getting a little a little sleepy I'm sorry can you say it one more time do you have a counsel a friend that you can talk to spiritually Yes, I actually, I have a good group um, where we're um, accountable um, spiritually to each other. Um, And we try to um, go to each other about, you know, what we're going through and pray for each other and stuff. Um, And, you know, every, every now and then, um, 
you know, there might be like something that's like, um, I remember I was voicing like how upset with God I was at one point. And, you know, one of them was kind of like offended by it, but we stepped away and then they kind of understood like where I was coming from. But yeah, I do have a, a group. Yeah. So you so, so you do completely understand my upset sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> good. Good. <For> sure. <laughs> good, good. Um, before we go to the next part of the conversation, does anybody want to take a break, stretch, go to the bathroom, get something to drink? Okay, yes, let's please. I need to stand up. Yeah, no, you're cool. Um, it's 520. You wanna do 530, 545? Yes. 530? That's like eight, nine minutes. Is that enough? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Let's do 535. Yeah, Alex, you want some more time? Oh, you're muted. You are muted. <laughs> Either one, 530, 535, I'm, I'm good. Let's do 35. Um, that'll give us a few minutes. Stretch, walk, close your eyes, open your eyes, whatever you want to do. And then at 7 o'clock, we'll be done. I have two more stories. We're going to do God's promise brings hope and then the last story yes so we'll do lesson three and the fourth one will be a good servant of christ jesus that's the last story we'll talk about so two more stories um but honestly thank you ladies uh for chatting with me i think javante will be on later um but yeah 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 let's take a break let's reflect kind of come down or bring up whatever we got to do uh 35 it is i got 22 35 okay Welcome back, you know, and it's funny because everyone's position is now switched for whatever reason on my computer, but all right. Yeah. So Alice is like right underneath me now. She was dying the that same. Way. Maybe because I'm really? I was late. Mine is just... it's interesting because you you guys at the bottom, like okay, because on mine I'm up, up and then um Shereen and Sierra switched. Okay. Yes, yeah, something happened there, but they switched on my. It's fine. I'm a little, it'll look like it's a different day, but we have the same clothes on, so that's that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. Uh, <laughs> hold on one second. Let me get something real quick. My Discord is ringing. You guys can't hear that, right? No. Okay. Cool. It's like, extremely distracting, but if it's not, like, if you guys don't hear it, then I'm going to just act like I don't hear it. <laughs> what is it? So there's a kid that I play Call of Duty with, and he said he had this group chat, and so he asked for my number, and I was like, I'm not giving my number to a child. No, thank you. So I gave him my Discord, but now he calls me all the time to play, and I'm like, dude, I'm working. I can't do that. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh your mentor's not available right now. Like, oh. I have to learn Discord. My daughter's on it. And I'm just like, oh my God. So am I wrong to not have a clue what the word is? Yet? No, like, you're not wrong. It's no, really it's just like a, like a gamer's app. thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's no, like, if you're not in it, like it makes things really convenient because we've um, made a lot of our internet friends. That was something I was going to say when we were talking about friends. Like you guys said how hard it was. It's okay. really easy to make an online friend. You just don't, you know how we were saying access. You just don't share certain personal information because you really don't know them. But my internet friends will do more for me than some of my real life people I know would do. 
We got company. Hey. My 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 uh film brother, my film baby brother's on. Hello. Right, come on. Sierra, I think that's interesting because I've had that we can't see we can't see you. We can hear you. Do you have your camera thing flipped up if it's an external camera? (laughs) No, you didn't. Look at my baby brother. Let's not do Battle of the Wigs. I, I'm fully armed today. Just <laughs> How are you doing? You look good. Look at your hair and everything. Your face looks smaller. Your skin looks glowing. You look good. I didn't mean to give you all your flowers in front of everybody. I'm sorry. But you- right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, um, you didn't miss anything. We we just we bought this. Uh uh-uh. uh, you ain't got enough for everybody, bro. See, can't can't take we can't can't bring people everywhere. Look at this here, and it got pepperoni. I'm just raising my eight all day. It looked good. It's not mine, so I'm really not bad. Like I've already eaten more than I probably should have today, but I, I I'm good. I'm trying to see what he had. I'm waiting for him to look at pizza. I already done peeped it out. I I smelled it. Pepperoni pizza. (laughs) I smelled it all the way over here. (laughs) (laughs) I had this little thing on my screen, like a privacy thing. So I forgot I had put it up there. That's why y'all couldn't see me. I will ask about the wig later unless you want to share now. Oh, that wig is, is from a. It was my aunt's old wig, but for the radio show, when we was first started recording, I used to wear it. Just ah! My character's an old, he's an old man. Oh. So I, I just, just used to put it on. What was his name? <laughs> his name? His name is Prophet Timothy McDaniels. Oh, is he the one, he wears the, is he, uh, yeah, you know I know. So I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, this is him, this is him, this is him. Got a nice little flair to it and everything. And I must say, you guys, Shereen and Sierra, you have to listen to it. Alex, you sound great on radio. Thank you. Baby, <laughs> your voice is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, let me tell you something about the children of God. No matter what we're going through and when we're going through, we look and we sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. When and 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 it's not you know I don't get into detail. I don't tell people's business. But when Alex let me know like yo I'm having some things going on and like like my transportation. I'm like what? She sounds like she is sitting and on the throne next to the guy. Like let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Like she is like I love hearing Alex's voice. I love her energy when she comes through. Like you. You ain't going through that, girl. So stop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you wear your favor and your whole arm of God like flawlessly. Stop it. Like, but, I mean, we we. I thank God for it. It's truly a blessing because if it had, if it was a way to reverse this thing, and you could see the inside of me on the outside, if you could see what I think. We wouldn't. You guys would be like dangerous. Like, <laughs> don't talk to her. Caution. We start singing. You're contagious. <laughs> but honestly, 
that's the grace that God gives us to go through. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, just in an encouraging way that you just continue to push through, you know, and it, it's like when we grieve a person, that's one thing, but there's some situations that I'm like, you grieve. It feels like another morning of some type of uh, situation. And it's a, to me, I think it's a deeper revelation conversation. Maybe, you know, we are at that level to talk about it or we'll get to it another day. But there is a situation that you can go through where you feel those same grieving steps, you know, and people only relate grief to a loss of a person. But it happens with a loss of a job, clearly loss of transportation. Um, and I'm not coming for you. My transportation is down. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here now like, God, I need a bottle of water. I guess I'll drink the faucet water because I have fucking just, you know, it's new. It's, it's new territory. Like, I'm not used to not being able to. <laughs> Instacart does wonders. <laughs> you got, but see, before you can Instacart, before you can Uber Eats, before you can do anything, you got to accept the fact you have no transportation. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's oh, it's nothing. I'll go grab my keys now and get to the door and be like, "You ain't got no car, man. <laughs> Where you going, sis?" The first time I'm agreeing to meet people, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and I'm like, "Oh wait, I've done it." I've done it. I've done it. People are like, are you coming? I'm like, yeah. I, 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 oh, wow. I can't because I, I don't have a way there. Like, even, huh? even, from the, even from the outside, because I know with my little sis, I'd be asking her, I'd be like, you want to go to this place? And I'd just be like, she'd be like, yeah, you driving? And I'd be like, no, you driving. And I'd be like, mm. I'm sorry. Like, I just be, and it's like, I'd be forgetting, but it's like I haven't even accepted the fact that <laughs> you don't have it. So yeah. now let me tell you, I'll go a step further. Again, I could tell certain people's business; they don't care. Other people, I don't tell. My, I put a radiator in my car and in the truck. Oh, faithful, y'all seen her? That's my baby. October. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the muffler went. That's the phone call I got. My son had, the baby boy had the truck. He was like, hey, yo, mom, the muffler's gone. I was like, no, I don't, I, I need more information than the muffler's gone. So the muffler's gone. Uh, that's another $700 they want for that. Uh, I just put the $1,100 radiator in. I'm like, it's an 05. We could take this money and do like pause for a second. Let me. And since we have to share the vehicle, it would be nicer to share a new vehicle, which, oh, wow, I don't have the money to go get. <laughs> Cut it. So what do you do? Right. So this is <laughs> that's where I'm at with that. And then you have people that's like, well, you know, people, pe you're blessed to be able to drive. I'm like, yeah, but I can't because I, I get it. Praise God. Right. So, you know, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> so you got that. My transportation, Marley Hendricks, along with Isha's transportation is down. The two of them, transportation is down. Um, Lamar and Simone is one transportation. Yeah. So when Alex hit me like I have transportation, I almost, if, if I knew you a year longer, I would have texted you, duh, of course. 
Transportation club. I was in it when I met y'all. Remember, I was like, right, right. So, I remember, I'm like, is anybody going to Virginia Beach? <laughs> I'm definitely going to pull on to the fact, like, he did it for her. So, more God, <laughs> I was able to get there each each time. You know, so it's it's it's. God had to sit me down again. I'm talking about being in New York, 16 years old, with a, a driver's license and a car. I'm 44. This is the first time I've oh, ever wow. had this. Oh, so when you say spoiled, <laughs> yeah, I've never. Because New York has its own transportation. A license and a car in New York is like a it's like a luxury. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. that's a right. different level. Right. <laughs> right. So now I really need transportation because there is no public transportation by my house. If anybody knows where I live, uh, yeah. <laughs> So my whole thing is like, anybody coming this way? <laughs> and the answer is usually no, no one's, no one's coming this way. So it's like learning how to put bottles of water in the freezer and yeah, wait for somebody to come by like, hey, I'm gonna come visit. I'm like, yes, can you bring this and go here and do this? <laughs> I caught Mel a couple of times in one of the places Vanessa, I've caught her. She's like, hey, can I come by? I'm like, definitely. She'd be like, I'm coming in. Don't bother. I'm on the way out. Can you go to the store? <laughs> I'm learning how to ask. Resources. That's what it is. <laughs> Man, I'm not used to this at all. But God says it's time for me to learn how to ask for help. Then I guess that's what I'm about to learn to do. So, yeah, I was. I, Alex, it was right on the tip of my finger. Like, uh, duh, of course. Why not? <laughs> Welcome to the group because it's already six of us that we've never had that. Like you know, my whole camera crew was down. To I, think, I think the worst part of it is when people are know you for having like more than one vehicle. They almost don't believe you, you know, because I thought I usually keep two cars, right? So to go from two to no, nine, she has two like, now. <laughs> you know, like, it's, Right, and I've had people like try to manipulate me into borrowing one of my cars. Girl, we're sisters. Got to stick together. Like you're not even my sis. What are you talking about? <laughs> but it's they're like you don't have a car. I don't believe you. What? You can't loan me a hundred dollars since when? You know, like people. Yeah, like people were in disbelief. You know, but yeah, I had to tell somebody today. Actually, um, they were telling me their their whole chaotic story, and they were like, you know, so I just I'm just reaching out to see what you can help me with. And literally, this was the first time. And I told the person, I said, "You're gonna hate me because I hate when people say it to me." All I have for you is a prayer. They were like, "Wow, I, I hate when people say." I'm like, "Well, I'll pray for you." I'm like, "So out of my whole story." That's all you got that I might need. Like, <laughs> I, put that as a, I put that as a Facebook status. Like, don't even ask me for two dollars unless you're willing to hear. I gotta pray first because a lot of stuff I was doing too much. I was giving people too much. I was doing too much for others. And sometimes you can't do it for people because God's dealing with them. So that's not for you to be their savior. You know what I'm saying? I think. I'm not, I think. I I'm think not that. even loaning ten dollars without praying first. I, I'm serious <laughs> about that. Yeah, I think I think that I think I had to deal with that. I think that's where my situation is. I rip, I run, I'm everywhere. 
um, and business and situations that I, I have no business knowing, but since I can get there, I am. So now I'm hearing stories and people like, you're not going to pull up. You're not going to come. Like, I can't. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really a time of learning. So mind your business, stay in your place. Don't burn your gas. Don't burn your car down. Don't, don't misuse. I guess one of the scriptures, yeah, one of the scriptures talk about being, um, faithful of the little things. And to me, it's a good steward, a good steward. And I, I thought I was being a good steward. <laughs> You can't be a good steward for yourself being there for others. Like, give me a call back. Like, <laughs> I know I le- I had to learn. Um, I had a situation with a friend that I was back yeah, like 2016, 2017-ish. And a good friend of mine, she said, if you're there doing everything and filling in every gap, what do mm. they need God for? And when she said that to me, I was like, whoa, I'm not trying to be God. I'm not trying to replace him. And, and I don't want to be in his way. Yeah. yeah and I don't. And so it, when she said that to me, I was like, whoa, I have been I have been the person that is there for everything. When the problem happens, I'm there for everything. I'm there for everything. So I had to fall back because I was like, God, whatever you're trying to do, like you just Shereen just said, God is dealing with them. I was like, God, you deal with them. I'm sorry. I apologize. I had to go like I had to say that. Well, let me add that to the prayer tonight. Um, <laughs> it's one of those situations where I feel like God is like, as soon as you figure out what you're doing wrong, ma'am, I got you. So I'm, I'm, I'm headed tonight. So if I was in the way, Lord, so if I get a card on, then I know you're right, Javante. If not, then- <laughs> that is real, though. You know? Yeah. I, I, it's, it's unfamiliar. It's like, I really don't get it. But but being that I don't have transportation, I'm really looking around the house like, oh, the vents need to be cleaned. Ooh. You know, there are some things where I'm like, so you shut my car down so I can clean my house out this. That's not fun. Like that's a time out. You give you a, a time little out. time out. Yeah, get yourself together. Take care of you. Um, and I am, mean, I'm trying to rewrite the narrative, not just kind of like. Not so much wallow, but just definitely be annoying what you hear. I have something else, too, because that's something I just recently got past. And what got me past it was recognizing the um, triggers isn't the word I want to use, but like the the dominoes before the like thing happens. So Mm. is there anything that you can think back to before your car broke down that could have warned you? Because when you listen to those warnings is when it like works better because then you can do it and still does that make sense I, did. I didn't have the car I was sharing it with the baby boy so like he would bring me the car if I had to go somewhere and I actually had the let's back See? up let's back up you're right so I had the rental I went and got the rental because I, I tried to do the lift and lift was like oh you have to have a 2006 mm-hmm. I have my truck is 2005 so I told him I'd get the rental and you can use the truck so you can do what you have to do. Now, what he heard, what he saw, and what he went through, I told you what he said. He caught your muffler on. I was like, can I get more detail? No, that's, that's all he knew. So that's what we got stuck with. But it happened when I took the rental back. I was like, I don't need the rental. I'm good. Holidays is over. I made some little exchange. Everybody's satisfied. I did the mommy thing. Looked good for it. Took the rental back on the 5th maybe the eighth mm-hmm. the car is done i'm like i would have kept the rental if i knew. right so i tried to get the rental but they're like we don't have any available i'm like of course 
why would you? Why would the rental place have more cars for rent available for me? Duh. Right. So <laughs> that's where we were with it. So I just, I, I, I'm, 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 where I am now, I giggle about it. I'm like, all right, God. So clearly it's just time for me and you. Mm-hmm. The lesson. I uh, don't really know the lesson yet, um, but I'm getting it. It may also be just keeping you from something else that's happening around like it's got remember how you keep saying you ain't got nothing to do with me i'm doing i I promise i think it has something to do with me not minding my distance i truly would be going somewhere (laughs) like like you know i have family other places like in other cities and other places that you know they call i'll be like hey i'm on the way and it will distract me from doing this or doing that this is a sure way to say Keep yourself strapped. Right. How long has it been since you like, like how you're like sitting in one place, like being still? Okay. How long? How long has it been since you've actually done that without having to? Because sometimes it's being still. I didn't know I like being in the house till I had no choice but to be in the house. I have. Now, are we saying sit still while I'm not doing anything, or just no, not not being productive? But I mean, like just. Um, um, I have for a while since 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 the production. You know, I've I've worked on the book. I've worked on getting this ready. So I'm usually home. But now it's it's when you don't have something is when you need it the most. You know, so it's those moments where I'm typing away and I've got everything focused. I'm like, oh, I, I could go for a snack. Oh, you can't go for a snack because you ain't got no car. Right? It's one of those. <laughs> those reminders <laughs> that come up <laughs> i'm like how much would it be to uber to the corner for the corner store and yeah 48 dollars <laughs> it's three times when you really want to go for something simple that's like wait why is this three times the amount yeah i i i it's really keeping me from Doritos and Twix and all the other candies and midday snacks and late nights and stuff like that. You know, uh, Taco Bell at 2 a.m. before they close at 3. Stuff. stuff, The stuff I do. But, you know, I've gotten up at 2.30 like, all right, let's start working. And I get to the door like, I don't have a car. (laughs) Taco Bell has chicken wings now. What? (laughs) So they go from French fries to chicken wings. I miss the French fries. How are the chicken wings? Anyway, I'm a, and that's so bad because I'm trying them things. <laughs> are they okay? Noted. Seven Eleven joints. They're like it's oh, really? for like six ninety nine. It's not. So you what I like about the fries? Mm. I tried it last night. Have you night. tried it? Yeah, you tried them? Do you have them things look like the sorted chickens? Not mine. They, mine looked good. They were just like, I'm like, eh, I could go seven eleven for this. Yeah, for cheap. Yeah. No, no, no. Because I do not like seven eleven chicken. Yeah. I like the I like food lion chicken wings. Now that chicken wings are like two dollars per chicken per oh. piece everywhere. If I'm not making my own, I like food lion. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm 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 not going to complain about the price of chicken now when I saw the price of chicken price of eggs the other day. I was like, whoo. Chicken and eggs, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on with the chicken? We live in the state with the chicken farms too. That's why I'm so confused. Like up in Northern or not even that far. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. Upon the baby chickens, that's all. <laughs> We're getting taught to value them more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping to the Bible story that we're going to talk about. It comes out of Hebrews 6, 13 to 20. It's God's promises bring hope. I don't know if everybody read it, but I'll read it real quick so that we have some familiarity to it. Um, for example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Now, when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to. And without any question, the oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. He has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Um, my note for this is God promises mean everything. Waiting patiently on the Lord to fulfill his promise. He can't lie. Hope is in the Lord. Strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And this is, I go back to what me and Alex talked about earlier. We already know. We already know. We heard the song. We know the song. I'm seeing background, way in the background. Um, You know, Jesus is my anchor. Like, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But can, can I get a car, Lord? Like, <laughs> like it's like, you know what you want. Patiently waiting. Keyword, keyword, waiting patiently. Do we wait patiently? What is our attitude as we're waiting? What is going on? Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't want to touch it. Well, I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and indulge first on that. So waiting patiently. Um, I think my mentality in the beginning of the waiting, when I had to wait for things to happen, when I was waiting on God to do things, it was very one of those, it was one of those things where I felt like, why, if you said you're going to do it for me, why do I have to wait for this? Um, and then it was like, as I grew to learn, it's very irritating, you know, to be in that waiting process, knowing that God said, I'm going to do this for you, but he don't tell you nothing else. And you're just like, he don't tell you how it's going to happen. He don't tell you when it's going to happen. He just said, I'm going to do this for you. And so I'm just sitting here like, okay, I'm holding on to the promises of God. I'm holding on to his hand saying that I'm going to do this, but I have to wait. I have to be patient and wait. But I've learned that in that process that I had to be still. And I had to be still and know that he is God and know that he will do it. And he's capable of, capable of doing it. So the the honest part of it is it is very irritating sometimes it's very um upsetting sometimes because you want it to be done because you feel like it's one of those things that it'll help you be it'll help you be more productive if you get whatever it is that you need right and you're like oh my god i need this i need this but god is showing you that you don't need this to function you do not need mm -hmm. this to keep going because i'm showing you right now that you're in this waiting process 
and you're fine. You're okay. You're alive. You're well. You have breath in your body. You can walk. You can talk. You have everything that you need. Even the things that we feel like are essential, like a car, we feel like that's something that's essential for us to have. But God will show you that you don't need that because everything you need, I have given you already. So that's my feedback on that. Nice, nice. While we're waiting patiently, are we singing praises and hymns and having a joyful heart? And we're honestly doing these things and we're we're reading scripture and we're bragging about the Lord or am I the only one that no. kicks and screams for a couple of days? <laughs> you know what I think about? I do you guys, you three don't have kids, right? Not yet, right? What just came to mind when you were reading that was like how my kids would be like, mom, can I do this? And I'm like, in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. But the more they badger me, it's almost like the more I made them wait because I'm going to do it. But you just keep, you know, the more you harass me, the more I'm getting distracted because I can't finish what I'm doing. Right. So sometimes I have to think about it and, and I'm laughing because I'm impatient. I like stuff here and now. So that patience thing, I was just joking, like, hold on. I think I, prayed for patience last year is this one <laughs> I've got it because it's like I am learning patience for real because like uh I've been waiting on my own place for a year now in a week it'll be a year you know and at first and I've had the money to do it I'm like hold on I can pay a year's worth of rent what's up you know I've had the money to do it I've had the means but it's like what's going on but you know there's lessons in it so patience is something I'm really and it's making me laugh because I feel like I should have it but at after a while you get to get like you know okay I'll be patient I'll understand when your time is right so it's funny to me that you mentioned this scripture because this is my whole 2022 part of 2023 right because yeah you know like it's I have to like my father's gonna give it to me I just gotta wait for him to be ready because he'll give it to me at the right time <laughs> so waiting patiently and like singing your praises that's something I had to learn maybe last summer to start like praising throughout you know that's that is so and it it, it can get hard but then I think that's like one of those things that you exercise too so you, you know like you have to prepare your like okay all right, like this training, is training, training your heart, training exactly. your soul. And it's, it's a training process. And it's funny because um, I joke a lot. And I mean, I mean, if it's inappropriate, you know, it, um, but I do, I sit and I'm like, well, maybe God doesn't like the way I sound when I praise, like, you know, should I just put on gospel? He's like, why aren't you hearing me? Like, you know, like, did I sound that bad? You just was like, look, like, you know, what? <laughs> maybe I'm singing the wrong song. Maybe I, you don't know, like the cadence I made up. Like I'm giving myself every excuse to why I just, because to me, it's like, people are like, well, what do you think? The mailman's just going to come bring you a car? Uh, if God tells him to, like, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, anything can happen. I just need you, God, to make something happen, you know, but they know me, you know, if it's not the right car, if it's a lemon car, if it's, if it's something like that, like things happen. I have a good life on that one. Why, what are we waiting on that has taken so, not so long, but so long to us? It's been, cause it's going to be so much better. So with the car thing, um, cause I had to practice, uh, training is kind of where I was going to go into the perspective of the waiting period, because you recognize that this wait is inevitable. 
And Mm -hmm. until you accept that you have to wait, you're going to get frustrated. So the minute you decide, okay, well, this wait is necessary, let me focus on these things so that when I get what I'm supposed to get, I can appreciate it in the way that I need to, to keep it. So for my car, I was driving that Honda Civic from the time I got it in 2016. You remember, and you remember (laughs) I had had issues kind of like what you were talking about with your car, but I was blessed with my dad who would do the work for me and I would pay him for the parts, sometimes pay him for the labor, buy him dinner. But that car was causing me grief because it was a burden to have to put into it. And it was a burden to have to remember to put oil in it because it needed a gasket change that we don't have a lift at home to do. And I'm not going to take it to the dealership for them to do it. So I'm just going to have to keep, you know, pouring oil in it, checking my fluid levels. I want something reliable. So I spent a good amount of time shopping for something newer and shopping and shopping and looking and looking. And I was prepared to spend 10 grand plus on something that would be more reliable from a dealership because I just needed a car. Like, yes, I don't complain. I have a way to get to and from school, but I can hear, like, it sounded congested when she needed an oil change. And I have to drive 30 minutes just to get to school. That's not counting work. That's not counting errands. That's not counting Uber Eats, you know, just for the bare minimum. So God, worked it through because I'd been diligent in researching, diligent in taking care of. I changed my mindset about my car. I said, all right, well, I'm going to treat you as if I'm going to sell you tomorrow. Every single day, I'm going to talk to you as if I'm going to sell you tomorrow. Every single day, I'm going to be diligent about keeping you in order so that just in case my blessing comes, I'm ready to let you go because I've been begrudging this process. So I found an auction on this website that I love. I used it for all my equipment that I've been getting all year. Um, And I saw a truck and I sent it to my dad and the main issues that I'd seen with everything else, it had none of that. The only thing it had was damage on the body and um, it was just the door. It wasn't like the whole car was hit or, you know, like a wreckage or anything. It was just like a simple accident. Um, I got this truck for $51.50 at an auction. We drove up to get it the very next day. I did the wire transfer. The lady was trying to like speak fear into it. Like, oh, you might have to wait 48 hours. I said, I'm not going to have to because this is my truck. I know this is my truck because I almost got into an accident in the Civic. And I was like, the enemy's trying to test me right now. No, I refuse to receive that. I received that my blessing is here. And you just motivated me that much more to make sure I take care of this thing so that I can receive my next thing. And it came. It got frustrating because the enemy tried to make me this believe that this is going to be my thing and it worked out it worked out at a better rate than I was thinking about cheaper price bigger size because I was shopping at like Toyota Highlanders I was so (laughs) hell-bent on getting a Jeep because I really like the SUVs this is bigger than that and it drives the same nice because I tested my patience I guess we're saying patiently waiting comes with irritation frustration Mm -hmm. The enemy is going to show up with some of his 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 trickery, um, and he knows he knows us. He knows exactly how to get that foothold in and and budge his way in. You know, like people will tell me, you know, you know, Satan attacks and Satan comes, and I'm like, it's sad because a lot of times I feel like Satan be like, hey, Lamar, you want to chat? I'm like, sure. You know, like. He doesn't have to do the most to like manipulate me. And I'm like, yeah, maybe God is mad at me. What is God mad at me for? Like, ain't no scripture back this. I'm like, I have to, fighting the enemy 
And everything that comes with it is a lot. Now you talk about I'm frustrated with him. I'm frustrated with the situation. I'm irritated. And you talk about praise, sing a song. Why? And I'll add to the reason behind the purpose of singing when you're going through is to help you. It literally will push you. It gives you the strength that you need to make it through because the enemy is not going to bother you when you're not accepting that you're going through the enemy's not going to bother you when you're just like falling all the pieces the enemy starts to bother you when you start to give praise because the enemy is like oh you're going to praise him now oh no i'm gonna do something else let me do this let me do this and god oh yeah yeah and god is sitting like i'm going to see how you respond under the pressure i'm going to see how you respond under the pressure because everybody knows that uh, coal, when coal is turned into a diamond, it turns into a diamond under pressure. So God yeah. is saying, I'm going to see how you cook. How are you going to bake under this? Are you going to be like, God, remove the heat. I can't take this. Or are you going to go through the pressure, go through the storm and get to the point where you become into this beautiful diamond? So, and that's so funny because I, I think of it like being on the potter's wheel. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The make, the mold, the 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 um turning things in, like the diamond, all of that. I do think about that and being a flawless diamond. And it's funny because the relationship I have with God, where I can literally be like, "Yes, take me off the heat. I don't want to be on a pot as well. I don't. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm good." And I can hear him be like, <laughs> "And you sit right there, like you know, like <laughs> I think it's right, right." Pray for the, I do. I have. I pray for the fire to go away instead of thinking God forbid. Yeah, no, I'm good with like yo. I I, I go right to my father. Like yo, I don't want to do this. I didn't. I don't want to. And he's like, but you are. Uh-huh. And I giggle because I look at Isaiah. You know, was Isaiah one of them that was like, yo, you know, send me, I'll go. I'm like, I didn't ask to go. That day. he was bold. He was ready. Lord, I don't want to go. Don't send me. And he's like, so contact the people (laughs) and this is what you're going to do because everything we were talking about earlier everything now we're talking about promises of hope that i didn't ask for i never wanted to be an actress i never wanted to have a film production i never wanted to do a film right but like this Give me a customer service job, a whole lot of money. I'm on my business. Don't bother me at my cubicle. You stay in your cubicle. Don't come up and down here unless your cubicle's over here. Don't be walking over here. Don't walk over here. Like, I'm good. Film? Production? Acting? Books? What? This is a promise of of things that I, I didn't thought about. But it was like... Maybe one day, you know, not me. You know, you're not Vivica Fox. You're not Angela Bassett. Like, look at them. Like, you're not supposed you, to be them. Exactly. And he has chosen me. And to know these things, like you are chosen, I'm like, well, God, if you want me to go, you got to give me a car. You got to make the means. You got to give me the provisions. You got to give me the money. And all these things I know. And he was like, you're not going to have it. And I haven't needed the money. We've never missed a meal on a set. We've always laughed and prayed on a set. We've had a good time on set. Uh, Even offset, a lot of you guys still speak to one another, kind of like check in. I'm like, was I just the force for that? Like just, I had to go back and look at some of the seeds I planted and remember and get into my power, full power of authority and be like, not that God owes me, but with Satan's trying to convince me of who I am, I have to remember whose I am. 
Mm-hmm. What I've done is not who I am. So I have the right to have this power. I have the right to feel this way. But the frustration and my irritation makes me feel guilty that I shouldn't have this. Mm -hmm. I feel like my tantrum doesn't make me worthy to do it. Like, since you had a tantrum, go sit in the corner and you stay there now. (laughs) And all that really means is that you're human. It, it, Mm -hmm. it, it, It means you're human. Because as a human, we cannot be perfect. We're going to have moments. And God allows us to have our moments. He just says, That's you such can, a beautiful you thing. Be angry. You can be angry. You can be upset as you want to be. Just don't sin. Yeah, be angry, sin not. I, that's, that, I, I do hold on to that a lot. <laughs> I just have to apply it. Shereen, what are you, what are you thinking over there? I can see them. Re- I feel like the radiation off <laughs> out of her head. Like, I, I, I'm just laughing because... It's everything. Just you don't even understand how how your assignments have such a ripple effect. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like like I was saying earlier, like out of your production, I've gotten my first opportunity. It gave me it gave me like hope, like at a point where I felt like I was at like my lowest. You know, I was at one of my highest functioning in Christ, but I was at my lowest point in life. And it was like, well, hold on. I might be doing something right, (laughs) you know, like, okay, this is, you know, this is a spark. Then I told you your production, that's where I I met my first, my first safe friends, you know, like it's, it's in my life, a ripple, you know, and then you're, I was laughing because you were saying, uh, give you a customer service job and you're good. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't dream about this, but acting is something that I've dreamed about and customer service. I thought was like low low on the totem pole. I didn't want to do customer service, right? But I'm in like this customer service position and I love it. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy. I never thought I'd be doing customer service again, but I am just like whistling on the way to work, which is my desk at home. I have to go in the office some days, but I'm just, I'm, I'm like a pee in a pod, you know? So sometimes like looking at God, like, what are you doing? Why? What is this? I don't want, you know, like, oh, I don't want to do it, but at the end of the day, there's there's joy in there's yes. joy in what you're and especially like for you in the in the surface situation that you've already discussed, like you have every situation going on right now that Satan can convince you it's horrible. Life is horrible. So Everything's much, horrible. so much. Yes, and for you, you know? to say that is such a great thing. Because yes. you, you, you get it. And it wasn't day one, you got it. You had to, it's, it, I think this is the entire process that I was, that me and Alice was about to probably get into a good conversation about like, this is a grieving process when this, when a foothold comes. Oh yeah. Um, that it's, it's similar. Like I, I've cried. I felt irritated. I needed people, but I didn't want you to say nothing to me. Don't judge me. Be there. Smile. Not too much because it ain't funny. You know, like <laughs> I got some rules for everybody who wants to come around me. But I just, it's, it's, it, I can't, it's unfamiliar territory. The funny thing is like, um, it. Like, uh, when you're in it, like, how am I supposed to pray? Like, people are like, God, I don't want to deal with this. Like, it's too hot. Take away the heat. Make it less or whatever. And so I had put that because it's like, okay, God, I'll, like, I even tried to, I even went through a phase where I tried to bargain. Like, okay, well, I could do this. Yeah. You know, just, just put me in my own place, Lord, and I'll do this, this. You know, we try to bargain or whatever, but, you know, it, it gets to a point that they, when you do get that peace of mind, right? 
it's almost like people be like, no, well, you're not doing this enough or you're supposed to be doing this. And I'm like, no, nah, dog, like I, what am I supposed to snot and cry every day before? Like, when am I going to accept? Okay. I got to be here for a reason, you know, because everything happens this way for something like I at some point <laughs> you just got to say, thank you, Lord, whatever you say, I'll figure it out. I, I surrender. OK, God, just just lead me where what, what lesson in my point where I was like, oh, well, you're not going to move on till you find the lesson, right? So I'm like, okay, well, let me find a lesson in this. Maybe it's this so I can hurry up and get out of it. But then there's there's a kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like joy in the process. And I think <laughs> I finally got to that thing. It takes now, me a while to get to that point. To enjoy the process because it could be hard. And I'm not going to say is. like a few nights ago, um, and it was something so simple. My son turned over, right? And he had marks from the couch on his face right. and I felt shame as a parent like my parents never had me sleeping on a couch my parents and it was oh, just gosh. it was the enemy tried to get in so quick and it that's all it took right because I'm joyful I'm happy I'm like ah, okay I'm taking this in stride and it was something so quick as seeing like the couch marks on my son's face and I'm just I immediately went into like mm. doubting myself doubting my position is this really where I'm supposed to be hold on did you ignore the life raft that God sent you? <laughs> you know, that, that lifeboat that God sent. Did you miss out on a lesson? Maybe you're too comfortable. And 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 I think that, that you know, people talk about how they prayed and cried and snotted and everything. I've prayed and cried and snotted. And I'm right here. So this is where God has me. I don't have to do that every single night to choose to prove, you know, like, because then it gets to be like a show. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody see me praying and crying and snotting and shimming and shimmying and stuff. I don't have to do all of that. I mean, there's times that that calls for it, but I think um, that patient piece, just being comfortable in what God told you to do, even if it is uncomfortable, that's, that's, um, that's something in itself. You know what I'm saying? It just, it gives you a joy that dear God, thank you. You know, <laughs> Thank you that, you know, the floor I slept on was carpet. <laughs> and then you start finding simple things to be thankful about, you know, or like. But I think when you can. My car, you know, thank you that I have heat. Yeah. It's simple things um, to be thankful about. And you find those simple things. And I think that that adds to your praise. I well, for me, a lot. Of, I don't know who knows or not. Like, um, I have a brother who's seven years old. So he had a kidney transplant. And. August, September, he woke up in November. He wasn't in a coma, he was just non-responsive. Um, he's at my parents' house now. Uh, now, I haven't been home. Yeah, I already know, like, people are like, what? No, yeah, no, I haven't been to New York. I haven't seen him. Um, I spoke to him today, and I asked him, how's your spirit? And he was like, what? I was like, how's your spirit? Like, are you in good spirits? How are you, how's your spirits? He was like, no one's ever asked. I was like, I never asked, but for some reason, God wanted me to ask you. And maybe that's something you need to check. He was like, I can, I can, I can have better spirits. Like, you know, I can do better. So, you know, it goes to what you're saying, knowing the situation and now what? And I think I'm still waiting for more information on my situation. Like what, 
you know, once you once you take your your view, like my eyes, and I see the situation, and I I see it going in a circle, and there's nothing you can do to stop this same circle. You know, I I've heard people who who don't have, like, for instance, if you don't have a high school diploma, people are like I need a job. Well, you, you you don't have a high school diploma. Well, I get a high school diploma. The job you want is not available. So how? You know, it's like it's it's always something. So I've heard those stories, and now I'm in this. All right, <laughs> I got a radiator. I could have took that money and did something else. I don't have money for you know. It's it doesn't seem a way out. And then you have to remember that you don't have the way out. God has the way out. So when I, I it's it's like all of these different factors that I have to remember and go through to sit and say I got it. And I'm like, why does it take so long for you to get it? This is not your first storm. This is not your first time around. You know, why are you taking so long to because get it? Because it's unique. It's a different storm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you had faced something that you had faced before, I'm sure you'd be like, oh, you know, like if. Right. You know, if your storms are involved with losing someone or if your storms are involved with, in my case, waiting for a car, waiting for housing or something like that, you know, uh, I, I think I could manage that. But if I had to go through another storm that one of you guys are more familiar with, I'm still going to be fumbling my way through it because I haven't been through, <laughs> I haven't been through this before, you know? So I think it's just, it just depends on which storm and rec- you recognize it as a storm. So I guess kind of take what you did in the last one and you know, kind of try to apply it as best you can in this one, but it's new territory. So yeah, yeah Alex, give yourself some grace with that. Quick question. How are you handling new territory? How do you, how do you tread through new territory? I don't like change. My girl, I got a new, new look. If anybody asks you if you got a friend, you tell them, yeah, Lamira. That, that's my friend. That She knows me. She's telling my story. I don't like change. I know exactly. I'm not cutting you off. We're going to get back to I know what I do at 8 in the morning. I know what I do at 9. I know what I do at 8 p.m. I know everything about my day. I know what I told you I'm going to do, and I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know what day I said I'm going to go to the gym. I know I'm not going, although you think I am. I know everything <laughs> about my life. Oh, well, you just told us what you're going through. It's control. God got to show you that he's in control. I ain't ain't talking to you. I ain't talking to her. I'm talking to my friend Alex. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's true because if my life is going to change, I want it to be because I did it. That is a hard pill to swallow when it's... I just got hot. On, on the outside, like, she's right. She's right. That's what this is. All right, Shereen, you can get off mute. That's, that's, that's the control. That's control. So how, what do we do? What do what is, I mean, we know the problem. Like I said, we, don't, we know the scriptures. How do we? It's not a trust issue then. This is it, not a trust it, issue. This it's, is it's, like, you know, it's, the, it's walk by faith and not by sight. We like to see. I told you I had the five-year, ten-year plans. 
It's more part of my plan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. No, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, yeah. yeah, I like structure. I got two kids. You know, I like them to have their own room. Put your stuff in this basket, that basket. Like, yeah, I got to have that. Plus, I have eight, like, and this isn't talking something in existence. Of, I, I have attention. I I attention is not my forte. <laughs> you know, like, I, I need help with that. <laughs> So I need structure. And right. then there comes a point where it's like, when I can't have that, I, I had no choice but to go to God. Or sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. I don't, I don't really, I haven't gotten into Alex's business or, you know, we haven't given each other access to that yet type of deal. So I don't know what work you have done. Like, I'm good with admin. I can do, I can give you a budget. I can tell you where to go. I can structure. Like, I do. I do this. So now you're telling me at eight o'clock, I can't go to months ago. I, I said I was going to do it. Now I can't like, I don't like change, especially when it's a change. I, this is, I feel like this is not my fault. <laughs> That's my thing. That's my tantrum. I didn't do anything wrong. And I really feel like that. Mm-hmm. Again, Take it has nothing to do with you. Look at it as a blessing. <laughs> exactly. I'm rooting everybody. It's just me and Alex now. Let's put you on me. But you're right. It's not about me. It's not. It's a control. I only say it because you it's preached it. And the minute you said it, it resonated so deeply for whatever I was going through at that time. Don't before preach. The recording. I don't preach. Okay. <laughs> you, you shared. When you shared that, like that resonated so deeply. And that shifted my mind because I was so stuck thinking, here I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't understand why X, Y, and Z, but I hadn't, I hadn't spoken that. You were speaking to what was written on my heart to say, but I, I was trying not to. She can, she can vouch for this. I'm going to make this comment and she can say, yeah, man. We truly move by what God tells us to say. Shereen, you you get it. And it'd be something that you never had any experience with. And when you see, when you go through, you hear yourself. And you be like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> you weren't wrong. God told you to say it because it was right. Now you just have to live by what you said. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes he'll give you advice to give someone else and you'd be like, Okay. Are you trying to give me a sign? (laughs) Listen. Oh my God. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because that's some stuff that I'm some stuff I'm dealing with right now. And I had to um because it was youth day at my church. I'm in charge of youth day. I'm a youth president. And some people fell through. They they just didn't show up to do their parts Mm -hmm. to preach. So I had to step up and I had to speak. And some of the stuff that I had to immediately come up with, because I didn't know they weren't coming until t- today. Praise God. Um, I had to. Oh, my God. I ended up encouraging my own so having to encourage my own self because of what I was speaking on. So it's, yeah. And so having to actually apply that after you have said it. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so happy you shared. You know, I got a million questions for you, girl. Okay. How frustrated were you? <laughs> Is this like a level, a, 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 a level 10 frustrated? Like from one to 10, I was at a seven. Because <laughs> um, there was, there were some people who just did not show up and called and text and say, anything. Oh. And I was like, okay, well, Lord, <laughs> but I see, I see now why 
he had some people just like going on. Life was life and for them. Um, I like that. that. I'm going to use that. Shereen, you took notes on that word? Life is lifing. (laughs) She's my note taker. She done took notes for every little thing. I like that. So that so that I could be the one at the podium talking to the church and hearing my own words and being like, oh yeah, well, I need to do that too. So, so you got put in a place to speak and work, speak a word to yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't like that. I've done that. Right. And then that's why Sierra's laughing because she's like, you told me. I'm like, put her on mute. Like, listen, we don't want to hear what she has to say that I said that I'm not applying. Like, get it. Like, I was telling my God, he got a sense of humor. Like, he's like, hilarious. He looks sarcastic too. So, you know. Yes, I do. Javante, you know, I'm coming for you. So, when, like, what are you, how are you in control? Like, have you felt the need, like, I'm losing control. And I think, Alex, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get back to that and talk about losing control. Because it's not so much that I don't have control. It's I went through a process of losing it slowly. And that hurt me. I don't know how it feels that immediately something's gone. But to watch, like, everything, like, well, I'm, I felt like at some point everything I touched, like, if I touch this light, like, it just goes out. Like, everything I touched was just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. I'm like, okay what's going on. I'm losing control of every aspect of my life. And now everyone's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't, I don't, am I doing? Like, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm laughing. Like, I just, I, it was completely like, I don't even know how to answer the question. I don't, I don't know. I, I, like, what are you doing tomorrow? This one knows you got to answer like, girl. <laughs> 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 I think for myself um, in my journey, I have went gone through the process and realized I don't have control. And I've had to accept that I don't have control over my future. You know, I have the control over the, the basic things. I have control over, you know, what I'm currently doing. But as far as where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get this, how I'm going to get that. God is literally doing everything. And in the moments when I don't feel him, I'm kind of like, okay, mm. I'm not sensing anything right now. And I'm like, so God, this is really like, if you don't do this, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so, and then, like, hold on, God, what do I do? Like, when he's when you don't feel yeah, it, yeah, yeah. for this 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 stage or phase. Definitely. So I've just kind of been in a place where I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, go through this, go through the motions. Um, like, like for 2020, this 2023, this has been a trying year <gasps> mentally, like on my mind. It, it hasn't really been. It, 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 but you would never, you would never look at me and say, that's the grace yeah. to go through. It's the grace yes. to go through. Mm-hmm. But Alice can tell you how many times I've called her and like, and I was like, I'm done with this life. I'm done. I don't want to do this. This, this is too much. I didn't ask for this calling. I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. I didn't want this. But when I told God, yes, when I was a little, little, little teen touch out, mm. I told God, yes. Mm. And in that, yes. God said, okay, I'm going to use you, but you're going to go through. Period. 
But he's like, I'm going to give you the grace to go through. I'm going to be with you. And that's why when I pinned my book, I pinned up there to be kept by the best keeper who will keep you when you don't want to be kept. I want to do your book as a fellowship talk too, if you don't oh, mind. For sure, for sure, for sure. But that that was like, that was like, that's been my motto. Like to be kept, he's the best keeper and he will keep you when you say, God, I don't want to do this no more. He's going to say, no, nah, I'm going to keep you. I'm going to keep you. I keep you in perfect peace. In perfect peace. Mm-hmm. I have a question for for the younger believers that didn't run from the calling, you know, do you feel like it's more of a slight when stuff doesn't like, hey, God, I've been so loyal to you. I've been loyal this whole time. What's up with this? Because I know what I go through. I'm like, OK, yeah, I did do this. I did do this. I did. You know, but like for those of you that are like staying true to your calling from youth, does it feel like more of like a. Like, how does that, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that a diff? I, I don't know. That just came, I'm wondering. I'm kind of thinking like being that you started at a younger age, as far as with your calling, do you feel like, hey, I, I didn't do X, Y, and Z, like, I guess them folks, which would refer to me and Shireen, but <laughs> um, I, I, I followed the right path uh, since a youth basically is what you're saying that, you know, do you feel slighted? That's a great question. Like, how do you feel going through at, I didn't do X, Y, and Z. There's so many other people doing it. And I guess this would, would test your jealousy of, of the sort. You've been loyal and you've been faithful to God. And I'm sure, and I'm not like trying to rank sins or nothing like that, but like when you go through your trials and tribulations, does it kind of feel like almost like God is being like more unfair to you? Like, Sometimes. So that was a part of uh, what I've been going through lately, um, where people will look and see, like you've been saying the grace while you're going through it, um, and see my youth and see I don't age, I don't show the stressors, I don't show the pains that I've gone through, and will talk to me some kind of way. And I look at them and I'm like, you don't know the life that I've experienced, but... I have to I have to temper myself because I was the two year old who had a preschool bully. And at the end of the day, I took my wooden cog shoe and clocked him in the back of his head. So my mom said, you can't do that. (laughs) She said, yeah, like that's not going to fly everywhere. I have, uh, you know, my ancestors in me and I'm very much so um, determined once I put my mind to something like it's going to see through because I just naturally have to trust that. Um, But my parents raised me to learn how to temper those emotions because I have always been emotional. I have always been more gullible. Um, So when it comes to, as you mentioned before, like walking in your relationship with your creator as an adult, recognizing that that's your responsibility. um, My perspective on it is constantly either reaffirmed or adjusted by the experiences that others share. So um, my, I know that I'm a creative So I know no matter what I do, I'm going to be in the creative field, but I used to take heavy when something didn't work out, like, oh, podcasting is nice, podcasting is fun, oh, but I like video. Oh, I have to pick one, because they take so much effort into either or, Um, and then when I'm tested with, like, the guests who don't show up or who don't respect me, I've had so many episodes where I was the only woman in the room, and I didn't have a voice, and it's my Mm -hmm. show. I'm not publishing this episode. 
right finish the conversation but this was a complete waste of time because I didn't get to put the positivity the message that I wanted out did I put myself in this situation or was this a test and um with the people around me I've come to decide that those things are things are a test and if I put myself into a situation then I need to be the one to know when to ask for help to get out of that situation or learn like recently I've learned that I was so insecure that I allowed these personalities in my space oh god I'm so glad I'm not in that space anymore let me not be guilty for that history and let me be grateful that this was only affecting my professional experiences this affected my personal experiences but I could let those go but I allowed this in my space because I didn't trust you enough I didn't believe you enough I didn't like you said feel worthy enough that I could qualify to do and handle the responsibility of people trusting me with their stories mm. that's I, a responsibility that is such a huge responsibility and it's a lot. And I'm not even going to come at you with an age comment. Like it's a lot at any age. I mean, your age, Alex's age, Shereen's age, my age, like it's a lot. And the thing that gets me is that, yeah, I might can handle it today, but a month later, and I'm still handling it a year later, five years, like 10 years. Like I'm tired of so-and-so not showing up. I'm tired of preaching and teaching and saying the same thing and you're nodding but there's no light on you're nodding but you're already planning to do something opposite of what I just told you you know like it's oh god it's ministry like it's, it's truly like it it makes you sleepy mm-hmm. it, it, it sort of say like it's it kind of depresses you it, it, it can and it's like God, you want me to leave these people to you, correct? Like, I, I, let me go back and make sure I understand the assignment you want me somehow good you are. I'm telling them, and they're like, but I'm about to go send. See you later. So I don't, am I saying it wrong? Am I, not, am I delivering it wrong? Like, what is going on? I'm trying to make it simple, and it's not. Like, God, do you know? And you go and you read the other stories from like, I don't know, like Paul, Timothy, like everybody has had issues. Alex, sorry to say it, had issues with the people. Like the people just don't do right. Like I don't, I can't help you with that. I just, I don't get it. I deal with, and people say, what is the problem? The people, mm-hmm. what people, the people, like that's, that's their title. That's their name. Like I'm looking at the book and when it says like, oh, go talk to the crowd, go talk to the people. I'm like, mm-hmm. I got them same people. <laughs> I know the people. Like, it's it's hard, but it gets tired. And you, you know, when you say this, you can ask God for anything. And we ask for patience, like we talked about with Shereen. We're asking for things. There's some intimate details that I'm leaving out. Like, God, I need you to. I need you to keep me awake. Like, I need strength just to stay awake. I, I understand that I can ask for patience and kind, but for real. I can turn all these lights off, turn the heat up, and sleep till about Tuesday. Yep. I'm, re- I'm really tired because it's a lot now that's just, it feels like it's just on you. Mm-hmm. And some of it don't have nothing to do with me. I, I get it. I get it. But you're nosy, so I can't help it. I'm messy a little bit. <laughs> I got a little mess. So I get it. I get it. You know, but 
the reality is, I'm tired. Your 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 people, Lord God, it's exhausting, right? <laughs> and I ain't talking about us, folks. I'm talking about the people, you know, yeah. because and why? And they don't get it yet. Mm-hmm. And and I hate to say, it, Alex, for real, this is where you have to do the forgiving thing, the grace and the mercy to the people that the, they always get it. And this is where, like, I like Shireen's question. Do you feel slighted? Yes, because at the end of the day, I don't feel like I get that. Like if someone, if those, if the people call and you're like, oh, not today. It's like, can you believe she said no? Please, I said no. You know <laughs> It's, it's about the act, the level of access that you give people to you as well. You have you to late, limit. but he late. Oh. <laughs> Alex is doing all of that. Well, that's confirmation. Then. It's that's funny. Yeah. And you see this recording. We talked about how much access you give to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how much do you give, and what, how do you how do you take your layers off? We've already talked about Shrek and the onion and the layers and everything. So right, like, that's why it's so funny that you now bring it up. I can tell who your friend is. Like, <laughs> well, no, but, I mean, I don't think I don't think Alex and I have ever talked about um talked about access. Um, really? Okay, because we just did. Yeah, not recently. Um, for me, I I I will allow people, and because I know who I am, I know when God places me in places, I know I'm there for a reason and a purpose. So when you, and so that's that's the first mentality I look at each day. I look at what is my purpose in each day? Who am I supposed to speak to? Who am I supposed to talk to? So I just look at my life like that. I know that I'm just there. I'm there for a reason. I know I'm just not, even when I go to the grocery store, if I, if God changes my mind to go to a different grocery store, it's for a purpose and for a reason. Like he's that intentional in my everyday life. Like he showed me that at a young age that I, I care about everything. I care about how much you spend. If you can get it cheaper at this place, he showed me that with a test that was just crazy in the way he did it. But I look at life like that. So when I, when there's people that are pulling on me and different things like that, once I start feeling like I'm drained, this is a lot. I'm like, okay, I've given them too much access. Let me pull back some. Let me, let me change this. And people don't like it. People don't like it when you change your, the level of access you're giving them. Especially oh, absolutely if, not. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, I met people when I was at Bank of America, I went in there on my first day and I told God, I said, oh God, these people are draining. They have, I did no work. I said, my spirit is drained. I said, I can't do this every day. I said, there's mm-hmm. no way in the world I can come here. And these people are pulling on me as when I pull up to the parking lot, I feel them pulling on me. And so me and God had to have a conversation. I was like, okay, God, you know, and he opened up a door, but he tested my, he tested my faith in him. He tested my trust. He tested all of that in that process. And so he, he opened up a door in a better place. But I was like, I can't do that every day. Cause some people will prepared you for this. Huh? It prepared you for this. Yeah. It definitely prepared me. It definitely prepared me. Yeah. Shereen, your question. Um, I was saying, um, because while you were talking and I was wondering, because I, I'm just, I'm thinking it because I'm, I'm not that much older than you guys, but I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, well, what struggles have they really gone through? Because, you know, but you know what I'm saying? I, it, then that, that brought me to this. Are your walks ever under mess, your walks or your relationship with God, Christ, are they ever underestimated because of your age? Like, do you yes, feel that a lot? All the time. Absolutely. All the time. All the time. You just choose how you want to subject yourself to the person that's treating you in that way. 
Especially, and you know, Alex, not to pick on you at all, but you are a PK, you know, so you get that, you know, you, not only do you get it with your age, you have to get it with the, with the fact that you're a pastor kid. So you have had no trials, tribulations, obstacles. You, you, you already go to the kingdom every now and then you got your own throne. Like, you know, the story that people will perceive like, oh, they're good. You already know, no one knows about trials, tribulations, the tarrying you have to do, the late night, the shut-in, you know, the training that your parents are giving you is a trial in itself. I know know PKs who are like, yo, I've been up praying with my mom since I was two. Like, you know, this is something I've trained to do when they didn't, not saying it was you, but they didn't have a childhood that included dolls and Tonka trucks or um, outside with the neighborhood kids all day, all night, smoking weed in the back and drinking little St. Eyes over it. Like they were in the church. They were, that's a trial in itself because we struggle getting to the church. Now you're talking about every day, every moment. And it's not so much that as a child that you're doing work in the church, people's energy pull on you. Because these are not just hypocrites who come to church. They're hypocrites who need help. And their the expectations struggling. have to be so high, too. Right. And that's the child that's of the past. The people pull on her because they think that she's so strong. And t- I'm strong, but I've had 152 other people pull on me today. So you might not get as much whatever's left. But at the end of the day, if you know the pastor and the pastor's family are not exempt, they are prime targets for the fact that, yo, we are going to wring you out like a rag. Like that's truly, and I've been the admin, I've been the armor bearer. Like I have had to pray over the pastor while he's talking and counseling people. People are draining mm-hmm. and they're not pouring back into this pastor. Now you got to hope that, like you said, you work with the youth. They're draining. It's not even the kids. I love the kids. I love the kids. It's the <laughs> baby, I'm gonna I'm give you a special prayer tonight, baby, because it's not the children. <laughs> it's not the children. It's not. They are so good. They will follow the Lord. They, when God talked about have a heart like a child, mm-hmm. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen their joy. I've seen them fall, cry, get up, and they were like, "All right, thank you, God." Right, like I've seen a heart of a child. But then parent, which will be another fellowship talk conversation. <laughs> that will put a special prayer for you tonight. But they are, your age doesn't matter. Sierra, with walking her walk on campus, you know, I remember being on campus. I've seen some stuff and, you know, it, it was a lot of glitter and lights and <laughs> some nice stuff on a lot of campus. <laughs> so talking about maintaining a walk with God. And then, you know, Javante, like, these are things that I can imagine you go through. And and then it's that that favorite comment of everybody's on top of everything else. I know that that I've seen a difference when you have a space to speak to people, when you're given a space to speak to people. um, Because I know for myself, I spoke to some people who did not know my story. 
And so they see this, they see this guy who gets up there and they sing. They see my growth even in ministry, but they don't understand the story that was with it. They look at me and they say, oh, he's 25. He hasn't been through anything. But given the opportunity to speak to those people, they have grown a whole new level of respect for me because they see all the hell that I've been through in the 25 years. We're going to do your book. Yeah. And they're just, and they're like, oh, you have been through something. You do have something to say. You do have a story. But and they're like, I didn't think, you know, I didn't realize that there was so much to you. And I'm like, yeah, it's because when you get saved at a younger age, like we I got saved as the child. So you because when you get people think when you get saved, everything is cookies and creams and roses. Yes. It's so beautiful. Smells like flowers and everything. But being saved, you're going. It's a suffering way you're going to go through. Mm. And so people are like, so when you get saved at a younger age. You're going through it, younger. It don't wait until you get 25, 30. It starts once you say, God, I want you. I accept you in my heart. God is like, okay, all right. I love you, son. But okay, you're going to go through some things. And you're just like, as a kid, as a child, growing up in, as into a teenager, growing up as, into an adult, it's like you're learning different ways to handle it. You don't know how to handle it sometimes. You don't know who you can talk to because sometimes you feel like your parents don't understand. There's a generational mm-hmm. gap. So it's like uh, all those things come at you. And it's like, but you have to be a light. Mm. You have to be a light to people. You have to be, you know, positive and happy. But then you also can be human. And I love the fact when people will allow you to be human. I know for PKs, they don't allow them to be human. They act like they can't do anything wrong, you know? So um, I know it's them because for me, it's hard when I have human moments. So I know for PKs, they go through it even more. Yeah. And it's not perception fair. of a, people's perception of a PK is like either, oh, you're, you're perfect. You've got it all together. Everything's great. Or it's the complete opposite. And they're like, oh, you must be secretly terrible and doing all this other stuff. People's ideas of a pk and what they put on a pk yeah. and the stuff they say it's just it's a it's, it's, it's a lot yeah very serious so how do you maneuver through that how do you get around period like how do you mentally with the draining how do you how do you recenter or do you or is this the look or, or is this basically with the space you're in now learning like you know we learn these things i told you i have no clue the name of my space like this phase is wild like this isn't harvest time like i know people are like oh harvest is this is definitely not the harvest for me like this ain't it this ain't reaping this what is this phase uh it's just it's it's no name it's it's not the wilderness it's just I intermission <laughs> It's intermission. it's intermission. I like that. Ooh, that was that's spicy. I like that too. Oh, like Pause. I like you. Mm-hmm. Right, we knew we liked her. Right, and yeah. it's so we'll it's keep her as our friend. It's on the phone line. So we're skating on some thin ice. <laughs> I like intermission. Take a pause. Mm-hmm. So during, if we're going to claim it as an intermission, this, the last story is a good servant of Christ. It comes out of first Timothy four, six and 16. So looking at it as being a good servant during the intermission. Cause you're going to serve. You're going to serve. We're going to serve. We're going to do it. Like we know how to do. It's in our blood. That's it. 
So during being a good servant during the intermission, do we get to roll our eyes in the corner? Maybe we can get away with some things in a, in a quiet spot. But I mean, yeah, in your own personal space. Right. I do all. I let all those all those I roll in all those. I need to. I do all that in my space. I know God knows it, and, and I, I believe God allows it because He's like, okay, at least you're not you're not doing it outside. Well, you know what's going down when we get off this call, right? Because I don't do that. I don't do that. I do not do it at all. If I feel like my heart's not going to be okay, or I'm a romance or suck my teeth, or if I want to say something foul, I feel guilty. Oh, as soon as we get off, oh, got five, three, four, my, I'm about to roll my eyes and stop. Would you treat a child that way? If you recognize that this child doesn't understand how to process the emotions they're feeling, would you guilt the child or would you give them the space and then coach them through how they're feeling? That's what this intermission is. He's coaching us. Mm -hmm. Oh, Alex, I feel so much better. Like, I like the intermission, right? Like, that was, I want to be mad, but that was so dope, right? I like the intermission. What this space feels like. It feels like a, like a, a, chaotic, a chaotic pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any girl, I love my group. I tell anybody, I don't care about Tyler Perry, Dick Wolf, not in the, I'll say it on film. I got the best production group of people. Like we all say, and we know, this is why I wanted to do festival. Because you're not, we're not sitting up here like, oh, peaches and cream and the philosophy of God. No, 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 I'm angry. I'm hurt. I'm going through it. I'm going, what, what, what is this? What is this? This is not harvest. This isn't grace. But well, every day is grace and mercy. But I'm saying, like, what, I'm feeling something. Intermission, chaos. It's like he's protecting us. At, whoop, let me grab you. I really like that visual because I'm, I'm like hearing the chair scrape behind the curtain and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. working behind the scenes, right? And they're just yeah. like, okay, I guess I'll go get some popcorn, you know? <laughs> I like that. Okay, both of y'all, you need to make a song about it and you need to go ahead and write about it and do some stuff. Intermission during your chaos. I, you know, because at the end of the day, how I feel, how I felt, I felt like the first kid, the, mus- the musical chair, remember playing musical chairs and you, you didn't get the chair, so you got to sit out to the side to the rest of the game? Whoa. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but you feel like a loser. I didn't win. That's why I'm over here. So that's how I feel like why am I the only person in this corner? What am I waiting on? I'm waiting for the next round, but I don't know when it starts. But I'm out the game. But I the reality is that's not this. this. Let me talk to you for a second. Mm. Let me come and sit with you for a second. Because nothing is growing out and nothing's coming in. It's not blessings I'm talking about, but I mean nothing, there's no chaos. There's no drama. I'm not starving. I am not financially. I mean, I could be doing financially better. Right. It's It's an intermission. Go ahead, Javante. I was just going to say, just God just gave me the visual of when in, 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 in an intermission, what's happening is the people that are in the audience, they're all, you know, going to get whatever. But behind the scenes, Stuff in the intermission, God is working behind the scenes. He may be working, he may be silent, he may not be speaking, but he is working, he's moving things and putting them into place. While you're the, the you're sitting there, you're like, Okay, everything's paused. I'm backstage. 
but he's working. He's working and moving. He has 25 different pieces and I'm moving them all right now. I'm putting them into place. And once I say go, you take off and go. It's time to get it's time to get back in it. And the curtains is ready to roll up. <laughs> curtains are ready to roll up. You know what? I'm used to like Sierra was about to say. I'm used to being in the audience. But right now yes, I'm part. yes. You guys have been behind the scenes, so you know it's busy back there. We need this in the mission because we gotta make some changes. We have to prepare for the some changes. We have to change. Oh, wow. we have to prepare for the next scene. In the next part of life, we have to prepare oh, for this. My God. I can't give you the same stuff that I had that you had the first thing, uh, but this is a whole new it. thing. Makes it's sense. a whole new thing. It's a whole new point. You started Sierra with intermission. <laughs> that just mm. left. Okay. Mm. Oh, thank uh, you. you okay, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, you know you was a, <laughs> she was a preacher, you know, coming up. So, you know, I kind of fell into like that rebellious way because, you know, my mom was a foster parent, so it was a lot of us anyway, you know, so why do I have to do the right thing, you know? But um, for a while, you know, I felt like I had messed up so bad because um, the church, you know, I look at this one and she's married to a pastor and she has her own company and this one is doing this. So a lot of times I'm like, I look back and I'm like, man, if I had just followed God like I was supposed to do, I would be so much farther in life, but I got to remember that what's for me is for me, yeah. you know? So in this, in this time of intermission, right, I got to trust God to move behind the scenes and do what he's going to do because my production isn't their production. Is it, you wow. know, a whole new okay. set coming. Come on. Okay. Thank you. Jesus, wow. a blessing, right? You know, because I don't be want the same yours. production they have. I yes. want my production, you know, and uh, it's a blessing right there. That was that was awesome. Yeah. You should have led with that one. Why wasn't you on early? <laughs> I had to rebuke that migraine. <laughs> and burning up on me. I got tears and everything. Like I'm like my makeup looks flawless right now, but Jesus. <laughs> Let me tell you something, because that's exactly what it is. And I don't know about how far Alex is and, you know, anybody is in their situation. Like, I don't see anything. And you're not supposed to because we're moving things around back here. I can't see the set. I can't see anything. And I'm like, all right, I can't, I can't do anything because I don't know where we are. I don't know what this is. But if he's moving things around and getting things together for me to have a better looking set for the next scene, and take you joy don't have nothing to see. Take joy in the fact that you're not responsible for that work. What? What? Because you're so mad that you're not working. You should take joy in the fact that you're a guest to the show. Uh, You're dedicated to waiting for them to finish working out in the background. Yes, mm. you're that royal. Okay. You're that you're that's entitled to feel okay. that way. Once once you release the control, it's you so let much God case. work it for you. You let so God work it out for you. Mm. Oh my gosh. 
a piece that you can't even understand. Like I tried to explain in moments when I'm gonna cry. I knew we were gonna cry. I'll tell you, I knew we were gonna cry, laugh, and joke. I just didn't know when. I, I told everybody. I did. I told you guys like, don't overthink it. It's just simple conversation. We, you know, we have some guidelines and stuff, and it will fall into place because these books, like Shereen and Sierra, knew from yesterday. The books that we're working in, they're copywritten in 2012. This is 2023. I still want a physical copy so that I, I can like, you. But you can imagine how I feel looking at something every day like... When's it going to happen? When? I don't even know what to do with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know how to move them. Yeah, I have to prepare your cast. Think about it. Yes! I mean, this is, this is now happening. So when you talk about patience, I'm like... And people are like, oh, a year, I've been waiting five. I'm like, man, I got, I've been sitting on something for 10 years, for a decade. And with nothing moving about it. Like, I went to other jobs. I was like, hey, you know, girl, I got something. You can have a copy. You can have them. <laughs> giving them the marketers. They're like, nah, only you can move them. Like, I write your books. Like, God gave this to you for some reason. I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to say God made a mistake, but he could have, he had some better options to give him somebody. <laughs> That's no. where you doubt yourself and you dis- <laughs> de- de- frown yourself. Oh, but now. Yeah. Oh, Alex. But now. But now. But now that we got to understand it. Oh, I'm about to keep the bricks off Satan when I get off this call tonight. What? I'm going to sing my non-cadence voice off tonight in this house. Like, Monte, oh, <laughs> what you about to say? Because I could, I could see it about her. You about to say something. Oh, I could no, I, I was, she was talking about the waiting period. And I was just talk, thinking about a story that I had um, read with Tyler Perry. And when he released the Jasmine, Jasmine's Blues, or whatever it was called. And mm-hmm. he waited 27 years. He wrote that 27 mm. years ago. But the time it coming out now was this this the see this it was this this was the season for it. So it's like God will give you things way before the time when it is needed. He mm. he'll prepare you. He's gonna get you when he can get your mind. When he can settle your mind to get that piece of work done, he's gonna get you. And he's then he's gonna say, All right, wait, it's not time for it yet. And I it's much better you. than we can imagine. I'm telling you, he just had your attention. He gets you when he gets your attention. Because if had he not did it then, and you wouldn't have had it together, Ready at the time. you could have came to this time when you had this space for it, and you wouldn't have had anything. You wouldn't have had anything. So God said, I'm going to get you to do it then. So it's ready for now. Whew. I'm going to jump into this real quick. I'm not going to keep us, I promise. But I'm looking at it and I wanted to touch it. It's the good servant. So if you explain these things to the brothers and sisters, Timothy, you will be a worthy servant of Christ Jesus. And I know we're worthy. And one who is nourished by the message of faith. And that's, this is like, this is strictly us. And the good, oh, thank you, Jesus. And the good teaching you have followed, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives tales instead train yourself to be godly so we're still doing the work like you had mentioned earlier with the whole just going with the flow kind of like i don't see nothing move and that's what we're doing like alex like you was like you know the people didn't show i just jumped in like we're still doing what we're supposed to although we have no idea you're supposed to 
you're supposed, if we were sitting in the audience watching them work and change the scene around, if somebody said, hey, excuse me, can you pass? You're going to get up and let them back. Look, we're still in the audience. We're still existing. You still might get up and go get something from the concession stand. I love the idea that I'm looking at a play of my life because you still have things to do. Don't you have to go to the bathroom? How long do you sit in the audience? Get up and do some stuff while God is doing this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, oh God, but but uh, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in the life and in the life to come. That's such a beautiful thing, and that's what we're talking about. I can't. I'm so excited to see your next set, your next set, your next set, your next set. Like I can't wait until we. And yours until 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 it's time for the, the what is it stage play to start like curtains wide like I'm like thank you because she keeps forgetting to conclude herself <laughs> like <laughs> right yes thank you me so like I just I get it and that's what I've been trying to understand like you know what do we do why where are we. But the reality is a lot of people don't know about, I can't wait until we can deliver the message about the intermission for real. Because a lot of people are just in a place of, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to follow God. Don't try no more. Follow him. Do the godly thing. Don't worry about it. Train yourself. Strengthen yourself. Encourage the Man, start inviting us people. We got to figure this out. Like This is just this week. But we need to be doing something like every month, encouraging each other sending out text messages, help, yes. because we go through. Like you said, we don't have friends. We don't need to be friends. We need to be brothers and sisters. Friends. Encourage me. There's some kind of manual or something like, like, a, like, a, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. What do I need to do this? That. Like it, you just, just do it. You know what I'm saying? Like just you do just, it. Mikey. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Just, just do it. And I mean, it's, I love that. I love, I love, oh my God, I love God so much because honestly, we have not changed a word in this Bible based on our conversation. We, I mean, in a mission, of course, that's not a word in the Bible, but at the idea of what you're supposed to be doing. How do you wait? You got you, there it is, might be in there somewhere. We, but it, but there is sila, and sila is a pause. A sila yeah. is a moment See? where you stop <laughs> to think. You it stop is. to think about everything that happened before, everything you read before sila. You're supposed to think about it before you go into the next part. So sila is in there. So it's in there. Intermission sila is there. about stealing yourself. Be still. You know what? Because I we had this conversation months ago. Um, me and my friends and family, we've been talking about sitting still. And I remember when like something happened in your life. They would say, Oh, God sat you down. He wants you to be still. And I'm like, that sounds like a punishment. Like I related to timeout. Why am I being punished? And I done told you what I'm gonna do for your people. Why punish me? That's incorrect. It's not a punishment. I got to change some things for you. There's nowhere for you to go. You have reached a point, not a plateau. You just reached a point where I'm gonna give you some rest because I can rest. Honestly, like doing fellowship talk is so dope. But for real, if I didn't do that, we have nothing to do this week. Like I can just sit, I can rest. I'm waiting, but I don't know what I'm waiting on. You're waiting for the next scene. You're waiting for the next act. This is real 
fully away from me. I'm looking at it, seeing Stila like, good job. You made it. You made it this far. Good job. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Races come and drink some water. Like I can be, I can see so many decisions with this, like running a marathon. Like I was going to say that next. They always pause and take that water break in there somewhere. And then when they get to the end, they get that bag of chips. <sighs> yes. Oh, I'm not, look, I'm going to give that to somebody else. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm about to take all of this. I got a speech coming up soon. I'm gonna take it all. Girl, you better look, you better record it and send it to me so we can have it. I, 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 this I need a copy of this. I need a copy of this. No, I'll send you the link as soon as it's done. This was super dope. This was super dope. What Shereen just said just 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 blessed me because in this life you will have multiple times when you have intermissions because this, mm. one act, this is not a one act show. So and the be, thing is, when we see it again, we'll know what it is. You'll know. This you'll is, mean. and it's so great because we can take in mind my age, your age, like the question Shereen asked about the age. We're all at different ages. Like I don't know what this. This is. We all are experienced our intermission. So I can't tell someone when you when you get to forty four, when you get to no no no, when you get to your intermission, this is what you do. Also, yeah. I'm so glad that you speak that way because there are so many elders. And I don't mean to say that you're an elder, but I mean past your age, who will speak to us the way that you just said, oh, well, you know, you're only X, I know. Y, and Z, and you da da da. And then we, I've chosen, depending on who it is, either to voice, like Javante was saying, where you speak up and you offer that education, or choose just to not associate because I don't choose to be in that space. Mm-hmm. A lot of people choose to not associate. It deters them from the building and it deters us from wanting to follow Christ. When you have that, and then you meet a person like me, Javante, yourself, who wants to brag about Christ, like, yo, let me tell you a good thing. They have not forgotten their last Christian experience. Uh-huh. But the youth is what makes the church live. Yes. You know, when I go to, like, um, my current church, I don't feel like it's enough youth in there. So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that's why. And at first, I was tempted to go to my girlfriend's church, like, I need some young people. Ain't no young people. You know what I'm saying? But that's not it. You know, I'm supposed to bring some people in with yeah. my attendance being regular, of course, starting with that. <laughs> well, you got to go. It starts with you. But, you know, yeah. like, that's the, and, and, and the church that I grew up in. The person who invited me is not there. But the church I grew up in, we they used to honor and show a special re- respect to the kids. From the mouth of babes, they used to say, we can learn so much from our kids I mean they put a heavy emphasis on the children young adults and everything like that because this is our up-and-coming generation Mm -hmm. so that's it's so important to have and I love that it's like young people saved you know what I'm saying because it kind of makes me check myself like yo y'all got so much more with like the social media expectations and this and that and the third where I can ignore it and everything like that it's almost like a lifestyle for younger people and to still be saved and to still uh show God the glory when all this other stuff is going around and infiltrating everybody else's mind it's a tougher walk I think for the ones that are like maybe like 25 or 30 and under it's a tougher walk because there are these certain expectations that you're supposed to be like a, a baddie or a this or a that and get to the bag. And then like, nah, Jesus is the real bag. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's 
different. So for the younger generation, I think they're doing something different to where it's not church as usual to where my generation understood. It. And we saw these older people fronting and stuff like that. And there's a select few that are doing what they're supposed to do. But the overall image is like, uh, this is a little phony, but I like it because the youngers are genuine. They really love Christ. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be with this. I want to be with this. It's not the children. Ministry, it is not the children. I have a ball with them, you know, but they do get a bad encounter um, with other adults. They get bad encounters with the way people talk about them, talk about like people are cruel. And it's in and out, it's in and out of the church building. Like people can be cruel because people are human. Like, duh. So when I was doing youth ministry, it was big for me to teach them about the armor. I kept it 100. Like people aren't going to be nice. Don't think that because you became a Christian or you decided to follow Christ, like I thought, you know, everyone is, everyone else has done this too. I'm like, everyone else is going to be kind and loving and all the fruits of the spirit. And they're not going to, what? I did more fist fighting as a Christian. <laughs> people are just they're cool and you have to have a heart to understand the children protect the children and know that these children are the future it was not optional for me to go to church it was not optional for any of the children in my neighborhood to go to church on Sunday you might miss Tuesday prayer and and Wednesday Bible you could kind of maneuver that like oh I got a headache from school you know yeah you can play those games but Sunday you at the church Go to church to get your healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But these days, it is optional. There's no reason yeah. to go to church. My mama ain't going. She only six, like 16, 18. She ain't going. You know, like people are really not, they're young and they're angry and they're hurt. They're not going. And yeah. that, that's why it's imperative for us to be the witness. It's imperative for us to be those people because I've met some people that claim um, that they're Christian. And they are some of the nastiest people. Yes. And I say, and, and people, mm-hmm. other people at my old job, they would say, if it weren't for you, Javante, I wouldn't know what a real question is like because these people yeah. here are so nasty, That's so, a blessing. so mm. conniving. And so it made me realize mm. that me showing my light makes a difference. And being a representative, the good servant. You have to be a good yeah. servant. That's yeah. what being a good servant is about. So when people see you, even on your bad days, when you have bad days, you still are able to show kindness and to show, because I have I have tons of bad days. It's but the I, love. I know that I'm encountering people. Yes. I showed them love. I showed them grace. Even when I'm pissed off, I'd be like, they should know not to do that. But then I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Let me just, let me just give them the grace that they don't deserve, because I don't deserve <laughs> grace, but God still gives it. So I'm going to give them the grace that they don't deserve. Verses. Yes. But I'm going to give it to them anyway. Because God God gives us grace and mercy that we do not deserve it. At all. He gives it to us. Yes. And as so, we receive, we have to give. We have to give. We have yeah. to give. That's my motto. And it's not like you can give it and throw it at them. You have to give with a cheerful, joyful heart. Right? <laughs> you can't you upside your head with this. Like, <laughs> well, you know, you need it's to not do it. like I know you ain't need to do it. I'm not going to keep us. I've had a ball and I know how we can do because 
I feel like we just got such a revelation. I cannot wait to just let it. I, let me tell you, when I was on the call yesterday with Sierra and Shireen, I, I just, I, I went to sleep last night with a grin on my face. Like, and I feel it again. I know fellowship is so important, but real fellowship where we all are participating. It's not like a Bible study or anything. It's more conversation and just keeping it. I hate the phrase because it's so old, but it never dies out. It's just keeping it real. Like that's real though. <laughs> that's real though. It's real. Um, thank you for participating and keeping it real and being honest and um, taking a layer off of yourself and sharing with me. Mm-hmm. I will say. I will say because that's exactly I how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> how you feel? You remember we were talking about like I might have needed the joy. You will be blessed out of this you know, one. Last night I felt so vulnerable going to bed. Though I'm like, hold on, maybe you overshared. She was gonna <laughs> broadcast this, and then I have, I have to watch this again. Like <laughs> this is gonna be for us. Yeah. But overall, yeah. Um, I'm gonna preach that. I just want y'all to know. I'm gonna know. I'm gonna preach that, but I'm gonna preach intimacy. You just make sure we get a copy. Like I'm good for it. Like just let I me don't so- do it first. Look, while we play Sierra be on her podcast tomorrow, like, so let me explain what an intermission is. (laughs) (laughs) Shereen, were you taking notes? Some. You look, I'm about to say, you look like you're writing. Can you send them to me? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Tell her you want yesterday's too. Yesterday's. uh, They they all on the same page. I just took a couple of like, it's, it's maybe about 10 to 12 little pieces of information. Yeah, yesterday was a bit much. I think me and Shireen pulled out like 10 hours. So that's yeah. a lot. But it's a it, lot it of like good it, information. It did not. It, did not. Like it. it is a lot of good information. Sierra blew our mind with a, what was it? The um, hot air balloon. You guys got to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. I, I tell you, this is not something I don't want you to really think that oh Lamaya really planned this and put this together really well <laughs> it's all, when I say all glory to God oh, I mean that like you know like God was like oh record it I was like do something else man record it <laughs> <laughs> nothing else <laughs> but I'm enjoying everybody and I love you guys so much um thanks again I can't thank you enough I, I already know like I'm being dead tonight like like i went to sleep last night like i got some really good information and now that i know that i'm not the bad guy i did nothing wrong i'm not on punishment i'm not sitting in the corner like i really thought these things this is just an intermission man i'm about to go to the concession stand stop playing i'm about to enjoy it so your snacks are the equivalent to your ideas. Your snacks are the equivalent yep. to the things you want to work on. So you grab all the materials you need to build everything. You get you get all the stuff. And you, better, the- take some, you better write this up. I'm not playing with you. I need you to. I don't, I you know preachers write you know what's up. Crazy. Write you know this what's up. Crazy. I've been I've been working on this script right. I've been working on this script, and I have not found a name for what I just wrote. And I think it might be the intermission because literally that's what happens to this lady in my story. She goes through very, she goes through extenuous pauses 
And I've been sitting here trying to figure out what Alex to tell you. I've been like, I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I don't know what I'm going to call it. It comes to you. It comes to you. It does. I like it. And you got to get permission from Sierra since she brought it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to give it 10%. I was thinking like seven. I was like, I'll be fair for the royalties. With <laughs> <laughs> seven, not a whole ten. Good night. Bye, bye, baby, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you, Myra. Let me tell you. Oh, I think I ended it. Okay, it's still there. Go ahead. So. Let me tell you about my I'm character. Nosy, so. This film I'm doing right now. You see, I didn't say nothing. They got me, they got me being, so I'm, my name is Kenny in the show. And I'm like, I'm, really, I'm really like kind of, I'm kind of timid. You know, I was beat up in the film and blood and everything. As you gonna see, I'm, it's terrible. I seen a little, she sent us a little clip of me landing in the floor, just lifeless. Oh, they do and, kill you? But at the, no, they don't. I'm killing somebody. Oh. I didn't need she told me, she said, she said, we're going to have to pray before we do the scene because she said, it's going to be very pulling for you. And I said, I'm ready. Because it's going to pull, because I have to go off. I have to go off. I have to go off. I'm going to snap and I'm going to end up killing somebody. I'm excited. I, I know. Had you yesterday, know. I had the gun at the house. I was like, see, it's going to be real crazy when I turn and go crazy on y'all. And I'm going to be like, you thought I was scared of you, but now you're going to die. It's going to be like that. I told her, she was like, that's really going to happen, though. But it's just not going to be them. I said, oh, bet. For real? Bet. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, I've been, man. I'm I've ready, been, too. I've been wanting to go off, go off. Like, give you, like, tears coming down. Like, I, I did give tears the other day. But to give you me yelling, me fussing, tears and all that stuff, it's going to be a one-take thing, though. You, you ain't going to get it twice. I'm you understand? I'm a, I'm, I'm a dope one-take. Yeah, I'm a super dope one take. And in one take, like the first take you do, get my point of view. So again, because I I might mess up the second time. So get it from my point of view first. Yeah, yeah. I I have that. Um, I don't think Alex met Alexis. I don't think you met. You might have met Lex. She's real skinny, light skin, real fair. Um, she calls herself my daughter. She's another one that calls her my daughter. She would have been at the chapel. Uh, for a couple minutes, but she um super dope one take. After that, Javante witnessed it. After that, it's downhill for her for about the next eight takes. I mean, like that. Yeah, we, but we was all, but we was all like that. That first take we did in that house, it we healed, <laughs> and it was like the light was on, and I was like, you can't crop it. Right <laughs> after that, yeah, I'm not even me. I'm not. Yeah, one take. It got to be one take. Focus on me because I I can't. You might could get the second one. I might can give you a little bit more, but after that, I, that's it. That's it. After one, two, three, and four, and five. Yeah, you can count me out. Yeah, I mean, baby girl. I mean, she's so dope. She's real talented. But by the third one, me and Javante was like, I'm not walking back in the house. Like, girl, get it together. Can we start from right here? Because she's a mess. I love to go crazy. Oh my God, what do you do with this friend of yours? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're going to wear when we do old people day? Mm-hmm. We're going to dress no, up like old people and go get, get senior citizen discounts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you going to record it? Look, are you going to record Absolutely. it? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Remember we was talking about that 
idea of writing something about old people who dress up for old people day. Oh and yeah, did you say what the thing said? What thing? The because you put it into AI and it started writing a little story, and I was wondering if you oh, saved I that. I sent it. I, I, yeah, it's in my phone somewhere. Okay. But yeah, we gonna 